Hello, dorks. My name is Mike. I'm the android sent by CyberLive to host this podcast. This is my partner, Daniel. Introduce yourself, Daniel. Hello, I am Daniel. Also of CyberLife. <laughs> of course, it'd be fitting to start the show off that way. Welcome to the Dorkiest Podcast, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to be doing uh, something we haven't done on the show yet. We're going to be we're going to be deep diving into a game that we both have played. Now, I have just recently finished um, about a week ago, I think. I, if I remember when, when I talked to you last about it, but uh, I think about a week ago, uh, my wife and I. Uh, rolled credits on our first, hopefully not last, uh, playthrough of Detroit Become Human. So, you know, obviously I I enjoyed the game enough to want to do this episode with you. And thankfully, Daniel, you have uh, played through this game as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like the first time you did? Because uh, I know I was a little confused too, because like you just picked up the PS5. So this must have been a recent playthrough, was it? It was. It was actually the first game that I played through on the PS5. Oh, really? Hmm. Must have looked nice. Hmm. Yeah. It, it was. It was very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's even. It's even like very pretty just on a stock PS4 with my ten-year-old TV. So you know, we, we, lots of stuff to gush about with Detroit Become Human. So yeah, we're going to be doing that. Uh, uh, I'm also for the first time. I'm going to go ahead and because this is such a story narrative driven game i'm gonna go ahead and do time codes for when we're going to start the spoiler discussion so if this is a game that you think you'd like to jump in on uh just go ahead and skip ahead to whatever time code that you uh wish to jump around in. and and then i hope that you will come back and enjoy this episode when you get a chance it's not even a long game you know it's like i think it took me like 12 15 hours is that about right daniel that's about right. Yeah, cool. So before that, before we jump into that, you know, that, that wasn't the only game that we've been playing recently. Daniel, what is it that you are playing over there? All right. I've actually been playing a couple of games. Uh, start off with the lighter stuff. Uh, me and my fiance are going through a game that we have played before, but we are playing yet again. We're playing Overcooked. Oh, baby. Yeah, dude. I, I loved Overcooked. My family uh, play that together. And it's such a wild time, dude. Uh, which it, Overcooked are you guys playing? Uh, we we got like the deluxe edition that has all the games, all the DLC. So we're Dope. going through all the DLC that we haven't played before. SC All You Can Eat, right? Yes. I think that's what it's called. Cool. Yes, it is. It is entertaining and stressful at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. To, like, to say the least, right? Like it, it, from... Uh, at least from our perspective over here, you know, I'm, I'm the most experienced as far as video games go. My daughter, like she is like every year she's getting better and better. She's at that point. I feel like where she's, you know, just as good, if not better than me in, in some games. And my wife, you know, she, she likes video games from afar. And so she doesn't have a lot of experience, you know, uh, with the controllers and stuff. So putting that together with overcooked, it just turns into this, like, huge cavalcade of chaos and a mess and food flying everywhere and fires we got to put out but like and, oh my gosh it's a wild ride yeah. dude yeah and in my experience much yelling oh no <laughs> <laughs> as, I, as i said i tell anytime my fiance was fighting you know, i was like do you just want an excuse to yell at me oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's like, i say because uh i i am fairly convinced that i am 
some level ADD, and oh, that sure. is not a, that is not a good combination for this. <laughs> so I'll be like doing that. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I have no idea." So does it kind of just turn into like she's trying to coach you and be like, "No, do this, do make this meal, go cook the rice, dude." And it's like, yeah, it, it does very much <laughs> that I take on a supporting role. I I very much go like, "What do you need me to do?" Oh man, like I don't know how how much you guys have played together but we tried that in like the beginning stages of overcooked like we assigned one person to be like okay you call out what you want the rest of us to do and then we will just do that and you know for the most part it works but then the game i feel like it it knows that you you try to do that and it just throws more like obstacles and just stuff to mess you up to where like that's not even a viable strategy anymore like i feel like at some point in that game you just have to you just have to work with the chaos and just hope you make it <laughs> yes i i we're either just about to finish or just finished i forget the dlc that involves you having to get food out of each other's backpacks that is been an experience oh man i we, we haven't finished the first one yet we have a dual pack of one and two for the switch um yeah we i've no idea what you're talking about like you so you yeah. just have to yep your, your food is in your backpack yeah like yeah they're usually like backpacks and you have one food so like say i need uh i need like onions or something i have to go up to them and grab it out of their backpack but, you know they're running around trying to get stuff done so oh, it's no. a, lot of, a lot of it's like hey stay still it ends up a lot of times just chasing each other around. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I need something for her, she needs something for me, and we don't, we haven't communicated that, so we're just running in circles around each other. Trying to, it's like it is. I don't know. Question: Can the person wearing the backpack get food from their own backpack? No. Oh no! So it's like it's like I need an onion. It's like come here and get an onion and give it to me. Yeah, I need an onion from my own backpack. I need you to stop what you're doing and grab me an onion from my own backpack. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how that works. It wow. is stressful. <laughs> Like they get crazy with the DLC. <laughs> oh, I can imagine because we're we're doing part one right now, and there's these bonus stages that you cook meals for this dog. I, I forget what the dog's name, uh, but uh, like his stages are just—I don't know how anybody does it. Like even with a full party of, I think four is the max. Like I don't know how yeah. anybody can do this. It's it's almost impossible. Yeah, I don't. But yes, so that that has been the experience. It is the beautiful chaos, is how I describe it. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're still alive and you're not like you haven't killed each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's very good. This may very well be Daniel's last episode of Dorkius, so you know, wish him goodbye if you know if you think he's going to survive, or if you you think he's not going to survive another round of Overcooked. (laughs) Best of luck to you, my Uh, friend. What else are you playing? Well, I have finally, uh, we talked about this off air, I have finished Mass Effect 2. Yes, dude. You are right at the end of that uh, Mass Effect trilogy, man. So yes. what are you about halfway now? A quarter? Oh, I would say I'm probably a, I see a quarter, maybe into three. I have mm. been doing a lot of side content because there is so much. Yeah, dude. And they added so much post-release of that game yeah uh, i'm that, actually yeah i'm currently doing the omega dlc so oh yeah just... and that was something too like when i revisited this game uh, about a month ago and i was playing through it i was like i don't remember any of this and then i and then it finally hit me 
because the loading screen is different than what you normally get in the base game. I was like, oh, this must be added content. And then I looked it up and it definitely was. And that is a long piece of story content, man. Yeah, like that's there's and I've also started the uh, Leviathan DLC that that those mm. missions I think are interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm very, yeah. In, I'm very interested in where that story is going to be going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Le- Leviathan DLC is a little bit different because um, I, I believe this is Mass Effect 2, right? Mass, uh, Mass Effect 3 as well. Oh, 3. About. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one where you're going uh, deep sea diving. Yeah. That's it. Yes, that's very interesting. Uh, of course, I am eagerly awaiting the Citadel DLC when I can start that. <laughs> what, what do you know about it? I just know it's more just kicking back and hanging out with the characters more than anything and okay i'm not gonna exactly say too much I'll... there is a there is a stark tonal shift so you'll know when you're in that content because things will start to get wacky and it's almost like it doesn't fit but by the end of it uh by the time you finish all those missions and stuff oh man you're gonna be so satisfied yes i'm i said i'll give you this uh, as a hint i don't have i only have four squad mates so far if that tells you how far i am in the main story okay yeah you definitely don't want to do that uh until you collected everybody uh that there is to collect in that game so very true like i said i am very enjoying it i would say the ending of mass effect 2 was one of the most stress inducing things yeah without going into too much detail because we're gonna definitely do a you know a deep dive like we're doing today with uh, Detroit become human, but how how did your uh, how did your suicide mission go? Did, did did things go out the way you panned out? Uh, I will say this: everyone survived. Woo! You did it, man. Yes, yes, I did it. I was so happy. <laughs> Very good. I almost choked on my water because I was going to cheer for you. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So you're in a good spot, at least to um see all there is to see at least for uh, mass effect 3 goes and now the story is up to you now how you want to tackle it exactly and i have to say the war asset system in mass effect 3 is one of the coolest things yeah i loved i loved that even when the first time that i played and it, it kind of gives you a good indication of um you know out, even outside of the narrative it gives you a good indication of how far you are in the game and it just kind of it you just inch ever so closer to that minimum or you know you can max it out too and just you you just feel the progression and um in that in that game and it, and it it does it feels good it's a small little detail but it's very effective yes and i have to say this game probably has my favorite space travel oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Like it, the whole avoiding reapers and space thing is very cool yeah there were some instances when i was playing too i was like it's like, okay, can we not do this right now? Because there's just one thing that I need on this planet, uh, yeah. and you guys are just messing me up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I guess I'll try to go back there later. Yeah, and I have to like write it down. It's like, okay, what's the name of this planet? Okay, this is and this this nebula. Is like, right. <laughs> Which at least it gives you the percentage of where that's of where you need to go. Yeah, so at least it doesn't leave you hanging, and you know that you left something there until you're ready to get it. So that's cool, dude. So yeah, a couple weeks away, I imagine. Then you'll be you'll be done with that trilogy, and then who knows if there are any games that came out after this? Who knows? Is, is there a way to find out? Probably not, but uh, I'm sure you'll tell me, Daniel. That's it. Yeah, I will get I will get to Andromeda eventually. It's All not right. going to be at the top of my TBR. <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> so, Mike, yes. what are you playing over there? Uh, the What it is that I am playing over here are a couple things. Uh, well, one thing, and then I uh, finished a thing. Uh, the day after my wife and I finished Detroit Become Human, uh, I finished Dark Souls Remastered. Uh, this is the uh, tw- 2018 remaster that came out on uh, last gen, I suppose, and then on Switch as well. Uh, I've never played the Dark Souls games. Uh, I've only played Bloodborne and then Sekiro. I played Bloodborne in anticipation to play Sekiro. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Dark Souls were something that I talked about uh, on our um, backlogs episode that I just, I, it's on my shelf. I'm waiting to do it. It, it. These games are highly regarded. And, you know, I, I figured I was in a good place too because i've beaten bloodborne like three times it's one of my favorite games of all time i've beaten sekiro a couple times uh so going back to it was an interesting um experience because just from dark souls one to bloodborne which is i think like three games um uh away from the um, excuse me from the developer making it uh they've made so many different improvements to that formula that when I was playing Dark Souls Remastered, it felt so backwards, and it felt like I don't. Boring's a hard word, a harsh word to use, but like it was almost boring, you know. But like I, gotcha. I yeah, but like I, I but I, I, I pushed through it. Um, you know, I kind of learned that game's systems and that game's pacings, and I tried to. I tried my best to get my, the muscle memory of playing Bloodborne out of my mind because I, that was hindering me at some point. I was expecting the game to work a lot faster than Dark Souls allows you to. But um, yeah, as soon as you, as soon as it clicks, uh, which for me was about like maybe midway through the game, like that game ended up kind of being a breeze. And I don't mean that in like a like oh I'm an epic gamer sort of way. Just like. <laughs> I, I, I've played the refined version of what this formula is. So going backwards is almost a little quaint, but um, yeah, so I, I, I beat that game um, felt a little lukewarm on it. I, I imagine if I beat it back in, Oh, what was it? 2013, I think, or 15. I can't remember. I thought uh, it was even further back than that. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's 2011. So, okay. I was thinking 2009, but wait, that's, that's demons. Souls. That's demons, demons souls. Yeah. <laughs> You plan yeah, on picking well, that up, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, well, um, thanks to a lot of the recommendations I've been here for that, I have put every game in the Dark Souls universe on my backlog. Yeah, you screenshotted um, uh, your updated backlog to me yeah. uh, in between episodes, man. And yeah, you got all these uh, from software games on there, dude. I'm happy to see that. I said, uh, in anticipation for Elden Ring, I'm so hyped for that game oh man yeah you definitely don't have enough time between now and january to get all those games down in your uh in your belt uh, no but I, I will start to again i think i'll probably take a page out of your book and start with bloodborne because i've been really intrigued by that game oh, and i hear and a lot of people say it's a really good kind of getting your feet wet into the from software yeah yeah and games. without playing demons souls um, I, I want I, have, I haven't played the original, but I, I do want to play the PS5 remaster. Um, without playing that, um, I, I, I can say that like I even even comparing Dark Souls with Bloodborne and comparing Bloodborne to Sekiro, which is a completely different type of game. Like Bloodborne is, I feel like the mastery of this type of game. 
and it's just so good, dude. It's so frenetic and it's going to kick your butt and you're going to get frustrated with it, but you have to learn patience. You have to learn from your mistakes and you have to not take it personally too. Like I've, that was one thing I struggled with, especially with Sekiro. Like I've been conditioned my entire life playing games that like death is a indication that you're not good or you need to be better or you are doing something wrong but that is an ingrained mechanic in these type of games and i had to eventually learn to not beat myself up over it and not tell myself that like oh i'm not good enough or something which is also good life advice too you know <laughs> yes that's a very like i said i just want to understand it from software it's very much you learn by dying yeah exactly so yeah so as as, as long as you can do that I feel like you're going to be in a good headspace to continue on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Dark Souls, I definitely recommend it. If if you're interested in this in these types of games and you don't mind checking them out like um, linearly, uh, but in, by that I mean like release order, definitely check out um, Demon Soul, Demon's Souls and Dark Souls first. Um, but, uh, but going from Bloodborne, starting at Bloodborne is a good option as well. It's, it's different enough and it separates itself enough from those other two games to, um, be a good starting point. That's it. All right. I said, I eagerly await to start my journey. Yeah, man, that, that's another game we should deep dive on. Uh, so since I finished that, I dove into, uh, Yakuza Zero. I never played any of these Yakuza games before. Uh, and uh, this is apparently a good starting point. This is the first one chronologically in the story. Um, I won't talk too much about it because I'm only about maybe four or five, maybe six hours into it. I'm pretty early in the story still. Um, what a wacky game, dude. <laughs> I don't know if you know too much about this game, but like, it is a mishmash if I've ever seen one, man. It is this... The, the, the main story from what I can gather is like super serious mob drama. And it's, it's that surrounded by like weird comedy (laughs) and like there's all these side quests of like this dude who's, who, who thinks I look super intimidating. So I'd make a good movie producer. So he wants me to just put on these fancy clothes and just stand there while a movie's being made. (laughs) Like that's one of the side quests that I did. (laughs) Hmm. I was gonna say it's always a good indicator when you say the I see the story from what I can gather. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good indicator. Like I only from what I know at Yakuza, I just took my brain that was like it was a more uh I assume this is Japan based. I, I don't know exactly where this game is set. Oh yeah, it's it's set in the real world city of Kamarocho. Um gotcha. but you know, just uh but I've I've seen like articles and stuff where they put like side by side screenshots with Com- the Kamarocho and the Yakuza games with like real world Kamarocho, and they did a pretty good like uh, uh, repl- uh, replication of them uh, of uh, some of the locations, which is which is really cool. And you know, if you know that area, which I don't, like I'm sure that I'm sure that's you know uh, I'm sure that means something to a lot of people. But um, but. Uh, so, uh, so again, I'm still early on in this. I'm not. I don't have too much to say about it. I'm still definitely confused <laughs> about the tone that this game wants me to follow because I'm I'm invested in the story, the main story so far, and outside of that, there's these wacky, f- exaggerated fights where like 
it feels like those old school arcade beat em ups those uh, from from back in the day just kind of like in 3d where it's like a little janky and like the the the, the fists don't always connect but you're still doing damage right but like that's on purpose because it goes with the wacky tone so okay so i'm getting sleeping dogs meets saints row out of this Oh, that's such a good, good uh, comparison. Yeah, exactly. And I've, and I've played Sleeping Dogs too. Like very serious hype, you know, uh, in very serious story, uh, mob drama as well. And then Saints Row, very <laughs> wacky and like, what, what, what's what's going on here? So, so yeah. Uh, I uh, ask is Keith David in Yakuza? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, so we'll see. Well, well, then we know which game is really better, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm still interested to check this out. I'm definitely not going to go like from zero all the way to seven. I think I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from this one. And if I like it, I'm going to you know, pick another game to kind of re- refresh my palette and then go into Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of one. And uh, yeah, we'll see from there. I, I, I hear nothing but good things about this series. So uh, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm, I'm still kind of like nervous about dipping. I, I got my, my toes are in the pool. Pool's a little cold right now, so I won't dive in completely, right? I gotcha. We'll see. Well, uh, whenever you're finished with that, I'm curious to hear your thoughts and if how much how much you would recommend it. Oh, absolutely, man. So uh, it might be a little while, so so buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So uh, as the title of this episode would suggest, we are going to be deep diving into Detroit Become Human. Uh, like I mentioned off the top of the show, uh, I recently finished it. Daniel, it was the first game that you finished on PS5, right? That is correct. Very cool. Uh, and if, from what you've told me, too, you've done multiple playthroughs. So you've done one and then your fiance has done her own playthrough as well. Yeah, she did her playthrough. Uh, I, I see you way back. So I don't really. So oh, okay. I don't know anything about hers. Oh, okay. Say, so she, she played kinda, it like on PS3. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, PS4. Yes, she did, because she knew somebody that had a PS4 when the game first came out. Oh, cool, cool. Well, that's, that's good. So, uh, But at least when she was watching you play, like she she would make these comments and or she would say like, oh, this happened to me or, you know, things like yeah. that, right? Exactly. Yes, very much was she wanted me to play it just because she wanted to see what different choices I would make or what different things happened. Yeah, that's that's cool to have somebody like there, like in the passenger seat kind of making those little comments too you know <laughs> yes which if i can if you want this could be a lead into a very lengthy taylor's tirade oh cool yeah i mean jump in whenever you're ready bud but uh all right because oh, yeah, yeah let's just do that <laughs> let's see uh i know we're not quite to the spoiler stuff but i don't think anything she asked me to talk about would be too spoilery i can change the wording of it to avoid spoilers oh sure now. yeah we can get back to it later yeah but uh she I say her big thing is this is one of if not her favorite game i'd say this along with like fallout 4 are probably her two favorite games oh is that right cool yes it's just because for her it's the most in-depth rpg that she's played i say just with how in-depth you can get with the characters mm-hmm. i say again everything the graphics of course are fantastic yes yeah, stunning like the what they were able to do on the ps4 too I'm, I'm playing on a base ps4 again on a 10 year old tv like it, it i was and, still uh, we, yeah and we played it on, at least five on a ps5 with like a 65 inch so 
Daniel, I don't want to hear it. And if you undermine me ever again, I'm going to kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that, that's really cool, too. Yeah. So, was it, uh, do you know if it was like upscaled for PS5 at all? I know that this game's kind of been released for like PC or um, things like that. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was upscaled because we were playing it on a PS4 edition of the game. So okay. I'd say I just think it's just probably uh, the base game as is but just it looks so good like i and she even told me like why can't other games look this pretty yeah uh, it is it's, it's definitely set the bar too as far as visuals even just for narrative based games right you know because we you know thinking of a game like this telltale games come to mind um i guess that's it <laughs> yeah but yeah it's like i like telltale the yeah. graphics are nowhere on this level yeah and i like their artistic you know interpretations kind of almost comic booky cell shaded style kind of. yeah yeah oh and the life is strange games too very similar ah, to yes, very comic another book. one of her favorite games yes. oh man i'm so i'm look i'm sidetracking right now i, I would have put life is strange true colors in my what is it that you are playing right now but um guess what happened man what what happened mike my pre-ordered copy pre-ordered copy that's the keyword here my pre-ordered copy of life is strange uh, true colors that, that I specifically pre-ordered <laughs> like, like a month ago for Best Buy to play with my family who all we all love this series and uh, we played every single one um, that didn't show up didn't show up at Best Buy on the day of release the game that I paid for a month ago from Best Buy hasn't come yet so I'm still well. waiting for it I'm sorry to hear that. I have not played any of Life is Strange games. So oh, dude, you not. love it. You would love those games, man. Ooh, highly recommended. So that's even like another game that like it won't, won't take too long either. I think each chapter is like an hour, maybe an hour and a half long. Oh, um, so that would be all right. I will, yeah. So expanding like, my backlog even more now. Oh, I've got plenty more to expand for your backlog, bud. You just gotta <laughs> give me a day. Um, but anyway, what was I saying? So um, as far as this game goes. Yeah, it's it's pushing the visuals like to a high standard. Uh, you know, even if it's on a base PS4, I, I can imagine on PS5. I think it's inevitable that this game will be re-released on PS5 with like haptic feedback. This is like the this is like the ripe game for that, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm shocked they haven't done it yet. Like, because like I said, this game is like perfect for that. Yeah, that would have been like a cool like release window game. Like even just coming out like December or January or early this early this year, that would have been great. Well, actually, I do think that it might have been slightly different because the PlayStation 4 doesn't have the touchpad on the controller, does it? Oh, it, it does. It does. Okay. All yeah. Right, then I, I wasn't sure about that, but yeah, cuz there's a lot of stuff in that game that I played that required you to know when to swipe on the pad or not. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool, okay. too. Um so yeah, this game came out uh, back in 2018. Um, I was interested in checking this out because um, I, I had also checked out Quantic Dreams, which, who was the developer, like uh, their previous games as well. Uh, spe- specifically, just the ones that they'd done on that that were exclusive to the PlayStation platform. So that's Heavy Rain and then the, uh, Beyond Two Souls. Have you had any experience with those two games? Those two games originally were on PS3. I, I remember when Heavy Rain came out, there were a lot of like mixed reviews on it so oh that's the most mixed review game i've ever played in my life <laughs> yeah yes because i'm like i heard some people say it was brilliant some people absolutely hated it so i was like so and beyond two souls i know of it i really know nothing about that game though 
Yeah, heavy rain, rough around the edges. Um, you know, it was a that was supposed to be like a show piece for like the PlayStation Three, and visually too, it came it came out in like 2010. Like it, absolutely beautiful. Like there's still that kind of um, um, oddness with the with the faces, uh, where it's not quite photorealistic, right? But, but you know, it was 11 years ago at this point. But still, it was still pushing the boundaries of the visuals at the time. Like like the environmental graphics were also very good, but the voice acting and a lot of the writing was not great. And, you know, I, and I don't like to like make fun of games and, 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 and writers and stuff like that. But like, that really is what hold held that game back for me. It's like, I, I, I like the overall idea of this mystery and this story and this, I, and this, and this, and this, the struggle for this father to get his son back. But like, you guys are really making it hard for me to, <laughs> to stay in, to stay like involved in this. Cause I'm un- yeah, unintentionally I- laughing. Yeah, that's, I think that that's sad. That's a sad thing when you look at like games where it's like they're so good core here, but yeah. something is just rough around the edges. I I've played or seen games at least that are like that too. I mean, crap, like one of my favorite games is Mass Effect. You could argue some of the graphical issues in that game mm-hmm. could also be, with the faces could also be a drawback. Yeah, which is still you know uh, it, it's it's such a good good thing that those Mass Effect games are have such good storytelling and good voice acting because boy are the visuals a little <laughs> yeah well i will i will say though i i forgot to mention this when i talk about mass effect 3 man the graphic upgrade from 2 to 3 was like kind of blew my mind a bit yeah even if, i was e- like even just re-releasing it on the same console on the you know ps4 and you know, ps5 dark so yeah isn't like, it you know, my fiance who was like you know only casually paying attention while i was playing it she looked around she's like she goes what game are you playing i was like mass effect 3 she goes that looks way different than the other two right dude right yeah it's 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 it, it was shocking to me even like you know because i started when i ended two and started three it was the same night and i was like what the did i change the graphical settings or something <laughs> like it was yeah, so yeah, it's very cool but um but, yeah but yeah. so heavy rain rough around the edges beyond two souls came out in 2013 uh, and that one, they, that one, they upped the production value. They even, they even hired Elliot Page. They hired Willem Dafoe too, who's you know continuing to act in video games, which interesting enough. Um, and yeah, so they kind of got like the Hollywood star power behind it too. The story was a little bit more um, supernatural, and it had this cool concept behind it where you were also controlling this spirit entity. That was that was um, like that, that followed like Elliot Page's like characters spirit like like their whole life right but um uh so okay yeah i remember this game now yeah I so you never you never touched this one yeah never played it but i do know i do know which game we're talking about now yeah so so it went in a cool direction where it also like um it, it addressed the criticisms from heavy rain where like oh the acting and the writing and the performances aren't like very good so that i felt like was a huge step forward at least for this for this developer um overall like you know i, I don't feel like the ending landed uh in my opinion at least the ending that i got but still a, you know good um good game step in the right direction and that leads us now to uh their next game uh for this developer and that's uh you know detroit become human where i feel like they almost nailed everything that they wanted to achieve with this style of game yes i would say 
like just like even the interactivity, like something that my fiance also brought brought up. It's like it's so interactive to the point where you can interact with the menu. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? and isn't that like just a nice little touch like that just adds yes. to the immersion. I when we get to more in spoilers, I'm gonna ask you a question regarding the menu. Oh yeah, do you like? I can't wait to, to to get to dive deep into this one because like you you also said something to me off air once, so like it blew my mind and, and like I was looking for that thing. I was like, whoa! But uh, but speaking of like the game itself, like what are your overall thoughts like on the gameplay wise? Uh, okay. So that's it's it this still even though it's a little bit more refined from Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Um, it, it, you know, it handles a little bit better, but it still plays very similarly, right? You're still just kind of exploring an environment, interacting with things to varying levels of yes. interaction. Like, how did that uh, how, how, how did that sit with you? I thought that really well. Like, again, like yeah, as I mentioned before, the graphic, I was mentioning the graphics are beautiful. You know, and just talk about the sound design mm. is really good. And so I think that's an underrated thing. And like I said, just the... The mechanics are so interesting. Like again, this game really helped me like get better at quick time events, which oh, okay. I am notoriously very bad at. So, and just like I said, it, I see, and like even like the uh, especially when you're playing like your Connor and you do like the investing investigative like looking around crime scenes, like that is so cool. Like yeah. I imagine that like you would know, it's like did that strike you as similar to the arkham games in any way yeah i was going to bring that up too so playing as connor you're looking at clues because you're a lot of his gameplay like you're investigating crimes that were involved with uh, androids uh, or or crimes involving androids and once you've picked up enough pieces you can start to reconstruct a um a crime scene and that was i feel like that was lifted directly from batman arkham origins and batman arkham knight uh, so Batman could do those kind of things as well, depending on the dep- depending on what the story told him to do, or you know, because Batman read the script and he, you know, anyway. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that was really cool, and I feel like this was taken to the logical um, means of interaction as far as like this game and who this character is and what his skill set is and the things that he was capable of doing, what his role in the story was as well. So it's very interesting, and I I, I would love to see more like cop games or detective games kind of tackle this kind of thing because it is a really interesting concept even like because you're when you're reconstructing things you can rewind the scene and then see something that you missed the first time because you didn't have enough context right so yeah, that was exactly like, that that's was really so cool cool like, and i think like well we just need more like really good detective video games i think we are there's not a lack of that yeah there there, there seems it, it because this industry as a whole seems to kind of favor more action heavy stuff i mean it's thankfully changing and we're getting more varied gameplay experiences uh just in general um but yeah you're right there there aren't a lot of like slow moving detective stories out there right yeah, like, what was the last big game like that? What, like, L.A. Noir, and how many years has that been? Yeah, L.A. Noir, but they were doing something different with their gameplay. It was more about reading faces and less about, like, piecing together a crime scene, I felt like. Yeah, and I believe L.A. Noir, like, seemed like, in the way, like, that photorealistic looking of characters' faces, that almost, I think that had influenced Detroit as well, because... I mean, looking back, it was a similar thing. So obviously, Detroit looks a lot better. Yeah, and that I, I want to say that wasn't even that long ago when when 
L.A. Noire first came out. So it kind of just goes to show like how quickly uh, technology just advances, especially in the games industry. Yeah, let's see. Dang, uh, well, I just looked up L.A. Noire, 10 years old. Oh, really? That was yeah. 2011? Yeah, 2011. Oof. It was re-released on the PS4 in... 2017 so oh okay cool and then i think it was also re-released on like switch and something some recently if i remember correctly i gotcha but yeah so i said that there's so many things like and i just love the way of the having multiple characters that you control Mm -hmm. whose stories will all inevitably like interweave with each other yeah and that was one thing i was worried about in the beginning too like it, it felt like at least one of the characters was very separate from the others so i was wondering if that character was going to interact with anybody and you know eventually i mean we'll we'll talk about it later but uh uh one thing i do want to mention though and this was this seems to be a consistent issue that i have with these types of narrative decision driven adventure games is the level of interactivity and i don't know the alternative to it so what i'm what I, what I mean to say is that there's going to be scenes throughout this game and, you know, telltale games are guilty of this too. The life is strange games are guilty of this as well, where the game wants you to do something. So it says, okay, do this put button prompt. And it could be something as simple as like picking up a tray of food and taking it to a, to a, a counter or whatever. Right. So you, you pick up one button, the game or you, the game pauses, expects you to pick up, hit this button. It picks up the tray. The game pauses again, expects you to hit this button you turn around and then the game pauses again. You hit one more button and then you go finish the scene. I do not like that at all. I think it's very distracting and it removes my immersion. And the problem is I don't know what the alternative is. I can see that. I don't think it took me out of it. Okay. That's it that much. I think I, now that you mentioned it, I'm like, that is kind of silly when you stop to think about it for a bit, but it didn't really bother me but yeah. yeah i'm with you i don't really know how you do that more smoothly yeah and it's like you know i'm talking about this with erica as well and it's like it's it's like the opposite of a quick time event because like a quick time event if you don't do it then something else happens or you fail the scene or something like that for yeah. these scenes that just pause and just wait for you to interact with it it's like it's like a pause time event I, I I don't know. So it's like, I don't like them and I wish there was another way to do them. Cause the only other thing I can think of is just not have it and then have the player watch the scene. But then it also takes away your interactivity with it. So it's like, I don't know where the balance is. And I wish somebody smarter could like figure this out so that we can kind of move on from, from this, you know? I, I, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a gripe that I have, you know. It it and 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 if it didn't bother most people, then like that's perfectly cool too. It's just it, it happened enough to where I was like, eh, come on. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so overall, I mean, that was my one big gripe with it. Is there anywhere else, at least in the gameplay, or maybe in the sound? And you said the sound design was great. Um, or maybe in the way that the game was presented do you feel like any of that could have been improved at all uh i don't know i don't really have that many complaints honestly oh interesting very cool i say, i say like it's definitely a game where i played it i was like i would not say like 
is my favorite game I've ever played. But it's like, mm-hmm. at the same time, I have really nothing I can complain about how mechanic-wise it was, uh, I say, it was shown to me. So Yeah, as far as like the compromise, right? The, the compromise of interacting with this narrative and because this is a this is part of the gaming medium we have to have some sort of level of interactivity like i understand the conceit of having to do that kind of stuff so i'm perfectly on board with it um i i just wish there was a way to improve it but i can't think of it off the top of my head but so in my mind it's just like okay well this is the best that we can do so far um one thing do i i, I want to talk to you about and i don't think this is a spoiler but after each chapter um what did you think about this? Because at first I was very against it and I felt like, Oh no, no, don't show me this at all. But you see a flow chart of how things could have progressed. I mean, yeah, you, it won't show you things it, you haven't seen yet, of course, but like yeah, it, it's, everything is blocked out except for what you've chosen. So yeah. it shows you, these are all the choice that, like this doing this is where the where it branches off. Dude, I have to say, I love this. Oh, is that I right? Okay. Loved this idea at first. Yeah, maybe like the first couple chapters, I was like, I don't want to see this at all. Like maybe, like show it to me in a second playthrough or something. But I felt like it was making me. F- it, it it was almost like peeking behind the curtain. I was like, okay, I'm definitely playing a video game, <laughs> which is <laughs> fine, right? But like, um, I, I but like maybe around like chapter three or four it started to become like fun, uh, you know, talking with Erica about it and just be like, Oh wow. Remember when we made this decision, look how much different it could have turned out, you know? And we're just imagining that like, Oh, if we'd made that decision, it definitely would have turned out this way. Right. So, so I imagine like for you, that was like a a fun thing to to, to kind of mull over. Definitely. And my fiance has said that her goal is to eventually have the thing fill out because if you make, if you play it a second time, it will just fill in more of this. Like it'll still keep keep what you did on your first pr- playthrough. Yeah, just yeah. Fill just more to remind you, you yeah. This, this is this is what you could have done. Yeah, very cool, dude. So overall, like I, I imagine from you too, but like this is a, definitely a high recommendation from the both of us. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, like like I mentioned, I feel like this is Quantic Dream's best game. Um, to be fair, I haven't played like the first two. I was like on PS2, but whatever. Um, I, I can imagine they're not as good. <laughs> I think Come at me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is like Quantic Dream's best game. Um, I look forward, you know, if they do more narrative-based games like this uh, in the future, I lo- especially on the PS5 with the haptics and stuff like that. Like I, I can only imagine the new tools that they have at their disposal to tell more narrative-based stories. Exactly. And I do know Quantic Dream are working on something because I read an article where they are currently, or at least as of a couple months ago, were hiring developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can so. I can imagine. Like as soon as David Cage, who is like the head of the studio, like as soon as I'm sure he and like the the, the other leadership team found out what was gonna be in the PS five and like what you're gonna be able to do with that controller, I'm sure like their imaginations were just racing or oh, maybe yeah. they had ideas that they couldn't implement in previous games because they just didn't have the technology or they didn't know what to do. Maybe the, maybe the PS five haptics are the answer to this um, problem that I had with this game with the, with the pause time events, you know, maybe, maybe there's yeah. a way to implement it. Like just having it on the, tr- on the, on the, I don't know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not the smart, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> Yeah, I very yeah, I'm very excited for whatever they end up doing. 
Yeah. So I think that does it for uh, me as far as my non-spoiler discussion goes. Is there anything you wanted to add, Daniel, before we dive into the game itself? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I will mention just a couple of things that my fiance brought up. Yes, please. I do not. I do not. This is about the story. I do not think this is a spoiler that her favorite part of the game was asking as it was playing as Connor asking Hank to buy prostitutes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm gonna get you go out the game. Oh, you get yeah, no, that, you get no context for that. <laughs> you get no context. Play the game, or you'll figure it out. Yeah. But, so if that wasn't enough to in, to to intrigue you, dear player, to go out and play this game, I don't know what will. You know, whatever. I was like, yes, you get to ask your partner to buy you prostitutes, multiple prostitutes, multiple <laughs> All times. All of the prostitutes. <laughs> Very very cool. That was a, that was a very like gut busting type of mo- a moment that uh, in our household as well. So yeah, very cool. <laughs> so right here, folks, we are going to uh, be talking uh, heavy spoilers for um, for Quantic Dreams Detroit Become Human. If you wish to fast forward, uh, there are time sh- there are timestamps in the description below. You can just jump right into our uh, what you got there. And uh, and we, and we hope that if you do go out and play this game, that you'll come back and uh, you know compare and contrast uh, your notes with ours, and you know hear us gush, gush about this game a little bit more. So, Daniel, Detroit, become human. How does it start off, dude? Oh, I said it's. I said I was not exactly sure how we were going to. I said do this. So like. So that we're going to start off with the beginning of the game, or like the basic premise. I wasn't sure, because I basically wrote down all my key decisions by character. Oh, sure, yeah. I figure that we can just kind of go off of like the major beats of the story, too, and kind of, you know, not only talk about our thoughts on the story and how the story was handled, I feel like, because that was also another thing. I was like, hmm, could this have been handled a little bit better? No, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, uh, or, and, and of course, you know, compare notes of like how you guys played and how we played uh so for us uh erica and i like you know she i had I, I drove um i had the controller for pretty much the entire game and i made decisions either with erica or erica asked me to oh just go ahead and like you know she convinced me like oh this character would say this so she would do things this way so let's let's convince this person to do that as well so you know the the scene with kara um out in the rain and um what's her what's the little girl's name again i forgot uh, alice alice yeah so Kara trying to look for a place for alice and we were definitely like you know she was definitely in my head uh my wife at least telling me like no we wouldn't we need to set a good example for alice we can't like rob this dude <laughs> you know yeah all right same. so you did you end up sleeping in a car we slept in the car yeah i slept in the car too. look at that uh, look at us my, good boys <laughs> my fiance did not she said she stole <laughs> she stole oh, okay cool well let's go ahead and let's start from the beginning then um so this game um jumps to, starts you right in the beginning like you're you're thrown right into a hostage situation you're playing this character named connor you find out immediately this dude's a cyborg uh, android i'm sorry uh and uh get it he, right mike they're very different <laughs> beep beep boop beep boop uh but uh, uh connor the android is sent to um interrogate and also calm the hostage situation down from an el- from another android who took in the little girl hostage and you can either go straight to the go straight to the situation and try to de-escalate it if you want or you can kind of maybe and look around and see 
what's going on, see if you can garner any clues, see if you can get the perp's name, get the family's name, see what's going on over here. It's definitely meant to be a tutorial. And um, how did this pan out for you? Okay, well, obviously I walked around and tried to get all the clues that I could. Mm-hmm. I see. Again, I went for, you know, the friendly, you know, trying to, like, I, I definitely went for a friendly approach in the hostage situation, like trying to appeal to him, trying to be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I see. And, uh, well, I, I can think, I see. And uh, I saved the girl, but I also died tackling the guy off our roof. Ooh, wow. That's like almost in exactly what happened to us as well. So, yeah, like you. You know, we walked around the we we walked around the apartment, just kind of gathering clues. We found out that the perp had a gun because he stole it from the from the father of the family. Um, I saw that a a cop was injured, so I investigated the cop, and then I saw in the corner of my eye, the cop dropped his gun, so I picked up his gun. And I hid it in my pocket, or I hid it in my back pocket. And I was like, okay, this might be useful later. So you know, just like you, I went and I tried to I tried to keep him calm. I tried to have him explain what was going on. You know, it's good exposition for the player as well, right? We want to know what's going on with this dude. Why this guy break his programming? Uh, we find out that he was he was scared he was going to get replaced. He's a he's like he's like the housekeeper or whatever, uh, or he was bought to be the housekeeper. And eventually, things escalated, and I was forced to tackle the perp. But we saved the little girl, and I was so mad. I was like, "Oh, great! I killed one of the main characters." In the first mission of the game. Way to go, Mike. <laughs> Were you scared at all that, like, you messed it up? or uh, I, I There was a little bit of that. And again, that was the very first hint of my fiance go like, well, that went differently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So she, so did she explain how, how that situation went for her? Uh, generally, yeah, she would generally not say anything while I was playing game. But after, after every, like, chapter or section, she'd, like, Say like, well, this is what happened for me. Okay, so, cool. I say, yeah. So that that's it. So it sounds like our our prologues were very similar in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see like how this continues on for you and me because I feel like you and I have very like similar values as far as like human beings go, and I think yes. a lot of decisions that people will make in this game are are going to be determined by like their moral values, their um, their ideologies. And things like that. Um, yeah, so, I, I think it, games like this are very much a litmus test for you as a person. <laughs> they're almost, they almost are. I mean, especially with the with the uh, with the um, story content of this. This is a story about yeah. slavery, by the way. Um, I mean, yeah. It, let's be clear. This is very much an analog for slavery and mm-hmm. the civil rights movement. Yeah, which, and they're not uh, shy about it either. I mean, there's, oh, you know, that's actually a thing I wanted to talk to you about because I've actually heard a lot of people complain about that. I've read reviews where people. F- felt like this game mishandled such a sensitive subject and it is a sensitive subject right it's oh yes the absolutely. game is not shy about it maybe that i can agree that like maybe some of the imagery is is a little heavy-handed but it's not to the detriment of the game i don't feel like it wasn't like it it, it never once felt like oh if you don't know what this is and you're a bad person you know no, and and I think, like, the main thing I seen people get said was they're like, it's too blatant. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I yeah. don't understand that as an argue. And this weird idea that people that we have as people that if it's not subtle, it's not good. I, I've never understood that. It's like, I see allegories don't have to be subtle to be good. Yeah. And one, maybe this is a hot take, but I feel like 
because the subject matter is so sensitive, it maybe it maybe it maybe made people feel uncomfortable. And I think that's where they're coming from. It made me feel uncomfortable, therefore it is bad. Yes, I I, I can totally see people as he as he uh, that you know they're just not totally honest with themselves, and it's like I can get that. It's like well, yeah, it is uncomfortable, and some of the imagery is like downright disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get I, to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, like, I want to. I definitely want to see what, what what kind of scenes you got. Um, but the we don't get there right away, right? The, and it, it, at first, the story just seems like, oh, these these androids are going against their programming, and their evolve their their intelligence is evolving, and they're they're becoming more than what they were programmed to do, which is a you know, it's a, it's a classic sci-fi storyline and, you know, Blade Runner's done it. Yes. Countless other cyberpunk and sci-fi stories have done it as well. Um, but uh, eventually yeah, like even uh, mass effect that we talked about mass effect. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> we, you know, so per- perfect, out, uh, perfect, um, um, relation right there too. So it, it starts off with that, but then it turns into, you know, the idea of personhood and artificial intelligence is still intelligence. And it, they, in these, these new intelligences deserve to be treated as humans. So, yeah. So I, I thought it was handled very well. And I, uh, another thing I wonder too, not just the uncomfortable nature. I wonder if people were just like being silly with the game and maybe that's where they're coming from. Like, Oh, this wasn't handled very well. It's like, well, because you're making dumb decisions, dude. Yeah, I, exactly. Yes. Like I, I, I said, and I, me and my family literally had this conversation right where people are like, well, I just don't think it's fair because this is a weird allegory for what's talking about. I was like, yeah, but if we ever do get to the point where there is actual AI and, you know, as time goes on, it seems that's closer and closer to reality. I'm like, these are questions we're going to have to figure out at some point. Yeah, and this also isn't new ground either. Like I said, like sci-fi art, sci-fi authors and writers have been telling this story for a long time. This isn't, this isn't, you know, it's not breaking new ground in any way, but, but it is another, it, it is another story. It's another point of view that like, not only do we have to contend with artificial intelligence evolving one day because, you know, a science, science fiction has, has a history of being, uh, proven <laughs> correct, proven correct. Yeah. Throughout, throughout <laughs> yeah. the world. Um, but, uh, not only do we have to contend with that, but we also have to contend with the moral, uh, questions that that uh, that it entails as well. And I thought this game handled that pretty well. Like I hand I I I role played each character as I felt like they would act, um, even if that was anti uh, and even that if, even if that was antithetical to the goals of another character, right? So like, yes, but, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So like I I role played as these characters, but I also took this took the story as seriously as possible because again, it's sensitive subject matter. I'm not going to be silly and just be like, Oh, I'm just going to kill this character to see what happens. I guess they're dead. But, uh, <laughs> yes, all oh, the story's dumb, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So Mike Connor died immediately. I, and I, I thought I screwed it all up, but, uh, is it like right away that you see him, but you, you jumped into another character, right? Yeah. We go to, is it, do we go to, Kara or Marcus next. Actually. I, I want to say it's Kara. So yeah, you... we go Kara being being woke, reawoken at the store. Yeah, so the, she's at a cyber life store. store is it? Yeah, through the context of what we're hearing from like the salesperson. Um, uh, the is that Siri? My, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god the 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 AI is evolving too. 
<laughs> yeah, give me just a second. No problem. Hey, hey Google. Hey Google. Stop. This is CyberLife. We're here to. We're here I to... don't know what I said <laughs> that turned her on. <laughs> that was disturbing. Daniel, as you can tell, my intelligence has already evolved to the point where I can just answer questions that are on your mind. <laughs> anyway, oh. that was freaky. <laughs> so yeah, so a great episode for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. <laughs> So Kara is woken up in the store, like you mentioned, and through the context of the of the the store clerk and the this person in Kara's previous owner, we know that like oh we repaired her like she you know she was on the fritz before, but you know you can t- you can take her now. Um, so we we go home to Kara and her and her owner, which I forget his name. Um, he's the father of the little girl uh, named Alice. Is it is it Trevor? Travis. Like that? He seems like a Trevor. <laughs> yeah, he'll go Trevor. It's very clear interacting with him for any amount of time when they say like, oh, she got, what What? what did the guy say at the store? She's like in a car accident or something that damaged her or something. She fell down the stairs, which she is always. And, and as soon as you get home, you're like, oh, I know what this is an allegory for. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so maybe it's, maybe that's again, that's another thing where like, oh, it's, it's a little heavy handed, but like, I get it, but it's not, it's not bad right it's not done bad and i think again in a world where we have these ai helpers that's a situation that's gonna happen right yeah I, and i feel like every you know the, the 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 question of abuse the question of like um you know sex work as well the, the question of like being friends with them or you know seeing them as people these are all questions that are brought up in this game and i thought they were all handled very well uh, including this story with Kara, where she is a housekeeper for. I'm reading here. His name is Todd. Uh, Todd. Nah, he seems like, yeah, it seems like a Todd. He seems like a total Todd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apologies to the Todds out there, but not really. You you would totally beat up Kara if you would if you could. <laughs> All Todds are abusive. That's my hot for the day. <laughs> oh, we just lost the Todd audience. Ouch. Uh, so Aww. yeah, Todd has the, he's he's the father of this young girl named Alice. Um, you can tell just by the 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 nature of the house that it's you know it's things are not good here he's he's abusive he's drunk he's unkempt uh alice looks very scared all the time uh so Kara, we're, we're just programmed to you know clean up around the house take care of alice babysit you know things like that and eventually yeah. things go sour and um is there anything major that happens before this moment uh i don't think so i will say that for my fiance Kara and alice are her favorite characters like mm, that's okay. her favorite storyline which yeah. i thought was very interesting because i like giving anything two away not saying that's bad at all. I think Kara's storyline is my least favorite, but yeah, I felt like Kara was. I mean, I connected to her as a as a as a as a person, and and her struggle with Alice as well, and her wanting to keep Alice safe. I I connected to that part of the story, but my disconnect was where like the story, the overall branching story was going this one direction, and I felt like Kara was just kind of like, oh, this, and then the side story with Kara. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's because what you mentioned, her story is more disconnected, where Connor's and Marcus's are both very intrinsically tied in to the overall narrative. Mm-hmm. But if, if you also think about it with broad strokes, too, you're like, not every android in the world is going to be dealing with the struggles. Like, even if you snap their fingers and they're all like, they all gain sentience, right? They're not, they're, not everyone's going to be dealing with the struggles of personhood right now. Like, Someone like Kara, her one focus is keeping Alice safe, right? Yeah, like, and I said, I completely understand that, and it works perfectly for exactly what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. So, 
Um, you can also, so as you're playing as Kara, you can, similar with Connor, you can explore the house, you can look at stuff, you can either do as you're told and be like, okay, now clean the bedroom, or now go clean the bathroom, or pick up after the kitchen. While you're doing that, you can see some stuff, like, oh, whoa, look, this window's open. Oh, okay. Oh, homeboy left a gun in his, in his, uh, in his drawer. Oh, cool. Like, oh, this guy has pills, and he's taking a lot of them. Cool. So, you, you know, you as the player breaking the fourth wall a little bit, you can kind of keep these things in mind for when when the stuff goes down a little bit later. So, you know, uh, yeah. in, in the story, Todd gets abusive, which is probably just his everyday self. Right. And he starts blaming little Alice for things going wrong in his life. And Kara, who is programmed to just be the housekeeper. And in, in a very cool sequence, too, that all the characters go through, you play as her like breaking through her programming because yes. she wants to save Alice and that's like the one thing that she wants to do. Yeah, I think that's a really cool visual designed mm-hmm. how they show that. That's it. So yeah. So uh, Daniel, as somebody who is admittedly not very good at um quick time events, how did this scene play out for you? This is the first heavy quick time event oh, segment oh, yes. of the game. It also didn't help that again. I, I think I'd be better if I played it now. But this is the first game I ever played on PS5, and I haven't played, I didn't play no PS4, I played very limited PS3, my biggest in-depth PlayStation was playing PlayStation 1, so mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the controls. Yeah, so, the, so the, did the face buttons of, like throw you off? The face buttons, no, I, I get the X triangle circles. Okay, square. so you I know where that. they all are. It, which to me was R1, R2, R1. R L one L two. I like okay. I just broke. Couldn't figure out which one was one <laughs> and two. Even though it's very obvious when you think of yeah, because yeah. my brain goes to well, one must be the triggers, like the actual triggers. Uh, yeah, the one button that you mainly use for shooters, right? Yeah, I mean logically that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it like, works out. It's like nope. So uh, yeah, I got beat up bad, Ooh. Mike. I was going to question that. It's like so. Uh, how did did your car get beat up, or did she make it out? mostly unscathed dude my Kara ninja dude <laughs> ninja really all right i'm very good at um um quick time events i'm not like bragging or anything but like i like in my 20s when every game was uh you know implemented quick time events for no matter what the genre was like i <laughs> just kind of made no sense yeah i just kind of naturally got really good at it um but yeah so my Kara ninja dude she nice. she <laughs> defended herself she defended alice she beat the heck out of todd and uh, uh, got I got the, to beat up Todd at least. Yeah, got the gun out of his hand and made sure that made sure that Alice was safe, and we got out of there, dude. Like we knocked yeah. him out. He is uh, he's knocked out on the yeah. Wait, no, we killed him. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, we did. So like he oh, collapsed that's... on us, and I think I messed up like one thing, and I think that that thing one thing had caused him to collapse on us while I was getting the gun, and the gun went off and killed him. Ah, interesting. See, I think the thing is, I don't remember, I can't remember if I had the gun or not, so I think that might have been one of the big differences. Did you find the gun when you were, like, searching the house? I, that's been a while, so I don't remember if I did, actually. But, yeah, I definitely, Todd definitely is alive, and that's interesting, because that means the ending of Carr's storyline is going to be very different for you. Oh, he comes back? Todd, Todd Todd comes back. Oh, my. So, this is going to be very interesting. I did not know you could kill him. Oh, that is so cool. All right, wow. I thought we were going to get, like, completely, like, or very, very similar story. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, Yeah, so we left. yeah. 
we yeah, left so the we house left. and uh yeah. you so you just knocked him out or what yeah well, yeah he just got knocked out uh, i got beat up really bad which likely doesn't matter because cyborgs can regenerate their skin and stuff very easily so mm-hmm. by the time we were on the bus i was fully back to normal but i looked rough <laughs> Ooh, okay cool so we take a pause in car really quick and then we're gonna be introduced to the third main character we got uh marcus the played by the world's handsomest man uh, <laughs> i know who who is that actor um i'm you know what i i i looked it up because um he he is jesse williams he is a tv wow. and uh he's He's a TV and movie actor. He's been on Grey's Anatomy and Cabin in the Woods. And uh, but boy, is he. Mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. I feel like I'm learning a little bit about you, Mike. <laughs> so we play as the world's handsomest man, Marcus. Right. And sim- simple thing. This could have been the tutorial as well. Like we're, we're going to retrieve something. Uh, turns out it's art supplies. And, uh, uh, and we learn a little bit about Detroit. Like Detroit, the city is 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 getting another you know economic boom similar similar to when you know the the automotive boom of the of the early 1900s uh so you know because cyber life is a uh, was based in detroit like detroit the city is you know reaping the benefits of the economic boom of having androids everywhere and dude they cost like eight thousand dollars was that believable to you at all yeah i think that's probably my one issue i get it an android would be very ex- would be expensive i get that but it's like there are so many of them and so many people have them i'm like yeah who could afford that yeah yeah but like i mean it, put yourself in that world right eight thousand dollars that's not a big investment that's less than a used car you know so like if something like that could like i mean if you are if you see them as objects right you can use you, you you can have them be like a housekeeper or you know get your groceries or babysit your kids or whatever but uh but yeah that, that eight thousand dollars that's a great deal anyway <laughs> so he, he you know he leaves the store and we see uh, a protest and this protest is um by people who are angry that androids have like taking over like human jobs and things like that they're very anti-android yeah. A very, very uh, another very obvious allegory. Mm, they took their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, did you interact with them at all? I I did. I got beat up by them. Okay. Yeah. I tried to ignore them. I because uh, you have to kind of walk through them or around them because the bus stop is there. Um, and by the way, yeah, all the androids sit in the back of the bus. Um, I get. I get it. You get it. But uh... yeah, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, I got beat up, and a cop had to like push the people off me the cop was very not helpful for me he was just like all right i'm moving along yeah that that was pretty much how it was he was like he's like all right come down it's like it's like i don't need to write you up for like destruction of personal property yeah. i was just gonna that's, go on that's how he was with day. me so yeah so we head on home and we find out marcus is the housekeeper um for this very well-off wealthy artist who seems he's very progressive he's very he's very open-minded and he treats marcus like like a friend almost yeah like like an actual person yeah like a person yeah he just he just happens to be the housekeeper for the for 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 him so yeah we we learn a little about marcus's life he's got it he's got it pretty well off uh forget the name of the artist we'll just call him cool art dude carl i think (laughs) carl thank you yeah yeah you, you you're much better at this than i am but oh uh, it's just because i looked through the flow chart earlier oh. today to make my notes <laughs> very nice cool yeah so you know we so carl uh 
and, and and we see on the news that like oh there's these various crimes involving androids happening it's like okay well we'll, we'll figure we'll, we'll keep that in mind i guess for the for the player and then uh, we go into his little art studio and he asks marcus to like hey why don't you uh why don't you pick up the the easel buddy uh so this is one of the first indications that like marcus has like a you know he's a fully autonomous being who can like think for himself and we he carl asks marcus to like oh close your eyes and just you know don't think about what you're painting just paint and then you know i painted this like beautiful mural or whatever i think i drew painted like a person or something do you remember what you painted i I painted something like uh like similarly to a person but mine was like a lot darker like more gothic oh nice dude my chemical romance right (laughs) yeah i think think... because mine was like i picked identity as an idea to paint Mm. yeah i I did i did too but i I ended up some abstract portrait or whatever it was so yeah same for me yeah so uh fast forward a little bit uh so the major part in this marcus chapter is that uh carl has this has a deadbeat son who once in a while comes by to ask money for it's implied drugs. Drugs. Uh, yeah, just drugs. Yeah. So he gets into a, a, a spat with him. Carl asks him to leave. Marcus tries to intervene. It's like, okay, bud, you've you got you gotta leave. And then you get into a fight with Homeboy. And then Carl, for me, he specifically asked me not to defend myself. Did he say that to you? That's exactly what he said to me. Okay. So now, similar to what Kara did, you play through Marcus breaking through his um programming because i believe carl got hurt i think that's what it was he got hurt in the scuffle yeah. so he decided like okay i'm not i i have to make a choice now do i save carl or do i defend myself or do i hurt druggy boy um i said enough is enough because i felt like he was gonna hurt carl and then i struck him back yeah i struck him back too and i pushed him <laughs> yeah i pushed him and he and i think the guy's name is leo i think and he hit his head. He hit his head on like a piece of machinery that helps uh, that helps Carl like paint his gigantic mural. And homeboy's dead. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Okay. So another place where we're different. Oh, okay. How did it, how did it work for you? I pushed him, but he did not. But Leo is not dead. What happened? He he was knocked out. Oh, okay. Whew. All he right. was knocked out. I see. And uh, what? As I pushed him, he got knocked out, and then the, as I say, and then uh, Carl tells me to run because he knows that the cops are going to be after me. Oh right, yeah, that's one thing we missed. That like he asked Carl asked Marcus to call the cops, which he can do like remotely in his mind because he is a cool android. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they're on. A, and then uh, and then way. the cops show up, and uh, I get shot. <laughs> okay, yeah. So similar had something happened to me too. I killed Leo. And um, and Carl was like, "Dude, you gotta go, dude!" Like, and you know, we know the cops are here. We can hear the sirens in the back. In in the back. So again, also a little on the nose. But these two cops show up. They see a dark skinned man, and they they uh, they're here to they're they're here to look at a home invasion. So they shot Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well then. <laughs> Yes, well then, and then I believe after that we bounce back to Connor. We bounce back to Connor, who is surprisingly alive in my in in, in my playthrough. <laughs> so, like, I started questioning, like, was I playing 
the future? Like, is this a flashback? What's going on? So you told me off air last time we talked on our, um, on our backlogs episode, what's up with this Connor? (laughs) It is. Well, it is Connor. Yeah. It's just a rebuilt him with the same, same memories and everything. He just got re-uploaded to another body. Yeah. Yes. Because as we, as we discussed on air, Connor can die multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and I mentioned uh, when, in, in, on our last episode together that like, oh, I'm so mad. Like one of my main characters died. Like and, that, and we stopped the game at that point. And that was our first and only death uh, that we had in the whole game. So I was like, oh, I'm so mad. We got this far with Connor and he died. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and you didn't say anything very smartly. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. I was like, all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think we go to visit Amanda, right? This is the uh, CyberLife CEO. Yes. And uh, we kind of learn that, like, oh, things are going on with these androids. You know, we Yes, gotta... they're becoming deviants. Deviants, yes, yes. Uh, and, and while we were playing this game, too, little little um, behind the curtains, like, we were watching, like, this is around the time the Loki show was going on, too. So, like, hearing the word deviant and, like, all these kind of things, and variants and deviants and stuff, I was like, it kind of messed with my head. But so, I gotcha. I have not watched Loki yet. So. Oh, okay. Then then ignore that's me. A, that's it. That's okay. That's it because I said me and my fiance are going through all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and once we catch up all the movies, we'll be going into the shows on Disney Plus. Oh man, like can I join you, please? <laughs> we just watched Thor Ragnarok, and oh, I love that movie so much. Oh my god, that movie's so good. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, sorry. Connor is uh, Connor is talking with Amanda. We kind of find out through exposition that Connor is kind of like a new model of uh, of 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 detecto andro we do cyborgos, right? He's like he's like the new model. He's like and he and Amanda wants him to investigate all these weird deviancies is going on with these androids that are breaking the programming and doing what they're not supposed to do and things like that. So connor very straight laced type of dude like he you know he's gonna do what he said how did you play as connor by the way did you just kind of like do as you were told as best as you can or did you kind of feel like you know what think for yourself buddy i i i say at first i had him being very straight laced Mm -hmm. and just go according to program but i had it the longer he spent with hank which we'll get ready to get to i let him become almost more of his own person you were, you were making him become human? Yeah, uh, yes, I suppose I was. <laughs> uh, so I was very similar as well. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what the point of this story, uh, at, at, at what point in this in, in the Connor story that you started to start thinking for yourself, because uh, there's a lot of points that the game gives you. But uh, yeah, uh, but I, I, I resisted uh, uh, for a very long time. Okay, I don't think I. It sounds like you probably was as long as I did. Yeah, so uh, I just want to play that as a general thing. Like we're very, you know, we're, we're talking. You eventually do meet up with this, you know, drunken old detective that you're mm-hmm. partnered up with. How did you play your relationship with him on the SAO like throughout the game? I'm curious about. So that. this was a big point of contention with Hank, uh, who is an alcoholic, like you mentioned. He isn't shy about how much he hates androids and he has a very tragic backstory about why he hates androids, blah, blah, blah. We'll get there later. But, uh, like, this is a point of contention between me and Erica. Erica was very adamant that I be respectful to this dude, hear him out. And just like, you know, kind of be as civil with him as possible. I hated Hank. 
I hated Hank for oh, a long time, dude. This is interesting. All right. Like I, I, I would snap back at him when he would make fun of me or insult me or undermine me. Um, there is this scene in the park that, that that's much later that like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like went differently for you than it did for me. But like I, up until around that point, I was very antagonistic with Hank. He hated me. He had no reason to hate me, but like dude was just super standoffish. And this actor is familiar by the way, but I don't like, do you recognize this dude? Uh, crap. I think was that Clancy Brown? That's it. It's Clancy That's Brown. It. Yeah. That's I couldn't name it. Yeah, I love that Clancy Brown is such an amazing actor. I love everything. Yeah, he's in a lot he's of stuff in. that I like. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Mr. Krabs. Who can it's Mr. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Connor. But uh, <laughs> I know that, that you know that broke my mind when I realized that. <laughs> yeah. So you. So essentially, the rest of like Connor's story is that you're 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 assisting Hank, who's also. Um, assigned to check out all these deviancies with these androids um you know so of course kind of cliche that the that the one detective who hates androids has to go investigate all these androids um but yes. yeah i was antagonistic man with them how, how, how are you with them i was mostly like at first i was more just like okay i get it he doesn't like androids i'm just gonna play try to get on his good side just like as a, at first, I played it very logical of like, okay, I'll act the way I think I should act just to make this run smoother. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where my becoming more of a individual thinking came from was more like, okay, well, I need to act more human to get him on my side. So I'm just staying this logical oh. android. He's just going to make him more standoffish. So like I played it more as a Connor smart. He knows how he has to act around Hank to get him to trust him more and want to work with him more with the benefit of hindsight too. Like I, I knowing where the story goes and their relationship, like I feel like that would have been like the, the canon way to go to. Cause like given the chance I would be warm to him, but I feel like he would take every single chance that he could to undermine me and insult me and stuff like that. And that's when I, I would you. be antagonistic with him. So I was like, I'm, I can't stand this dude. Like, Leave me alone. Let me do my job, dude. I gotcha. Right? And interesting enough, if you play it, Connor, the way I did, Amanda actually gets annoyed at you when it, when you go back to talk to Amanda. Dude, I'm convinced Amanda's just like the most uptight person in the world because she was like, she was annoyed with me regardless of what I would say. So I, I, I feel like if I told her like, I'm doing my job, all right, leave me alone or not leave me alone, but like I'm doing my job, lady. Or if I felt like, or if I told her like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's more to this than, you know, than, than meets the eye. And she's like, no, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, I'm, ah! <laughs> what do you want woman? <laughs> yeah. So let's say, yeah. So that's interesting. I'm curious. We're probably jumping a little ahead here, but I said uh, my big, like first time Connor kind of like really going off on zone was, the chase scene with Connor where you're chasing down the suspect, like through the rooftops. And oh yeah. The, the bird dude, the pigeon guy. Yeah. Pigeon guy. Okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's one of the first big ones where you got to choose between your duty and Hank. Is, is that, is that how it panned out for you? Yeah. I, I, I chose to save Hank. Who was, oh, not me, baby. <laughs> I, uh, that's it. And Hank gets very irritated with you. Like, why did you do that? I was fine. I, I say, we lost the suspect thanks to you. Oh, you want to know what happens when you go chase the sub- suspect? What happens? Hank gets really irritated with you. He's like, oh, you just left me there to die. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Typical. Well, I, thought, I question that. If you chase the suspect, 
did you catch him? You catch him, and then Hank catches up with the both of you. Like he's out of breath and stuff. Like he's okay, but um, the guy freaks out. He talks about RA nine, and then he shoots himself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I imagine. Uh, did 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 you ever get that guy as evidence later? Like, did he show uh, up in the evidence locker later? When yes, you... I believe his some of his parts were in the evidence. Locker. Okay, so he got caught eventually at some point. Yes, I okay. think so. that's. Yeah, replaying it, I feel like I would just save Hank instead because I, I feel like no matter what, that guy is going to get caught. I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, of course. But uh, yeah, event- I, I, I felt like Hank was going to get mad at me no, no matter what, so I might as well just do my job. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, and, and I think before that too. There's this really interesting story where um, Connor goes to Hank's house to like debrief him on something. I think this is after like the the, the sex work club or something. Is yes. This, yeah. And then like, I, it, I might be either that or it's right before. I, I don't represent. Yeah, somewhere in the middle of the story. And like this is the part of the story where like oh it's this is the endear you to Hank chapter right. And, you know, yes. you, you, you try to get into his house. He's not answering. He's got a, a big, adorable dog who's, like, super friendly. Um, or, I don't know, is he friendly? Like, did you did you at some was, point like uh, have that dog, like, attack you at some point? <laughs> he did growl at me, but I think it's fine. And, again, at least for me, I don't know about you, the, for making sure to ask him or find out the name of his dog is very important later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um and I remember the name of the dog because I love doggos in games. And thankfully, yes. this is a game that lets you pet the doggo. So, yes. I d- so you don't need to return the game, folks. Just, just letting you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but he's, yeah, he's passed out drunk on the floor. You got to wake him up, and you kind of find out a little bit more about Hank that he lost his son at some point. Um, he was playing a game of Russian roulette right before he passed out. So you know, and that's why I was like, oh. Oh dear! Oh dear! I'm dealing, I, I said we're dealing with with the suicidal drunken detective mm-hmm. again. I was like, all right, this should be fun. Yeah. How, so, how did you handle that situation? I tried. I, I asked him questions, but when it became clear he was not wanting to answer, I did not push him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I didn't push him with about the gun either, but I did ask him about his son. That's exactly. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, and of course he didn't want to answer any questions. It's a, it's a it's a soft spot for him. So we we just go to the bathroom and wake him up, you know, or you know, put him in the shower because uh, he pukes all over himself. Uh, yeah. At least for me, he did. Um, yes, and then it's on to the strip club. Now it's now it's on to the strip club. Yeah, so yes. uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll just kind of stick with this a little bit because Connor's story will intertwine with everybody else's. But uh, yeah. yeah, you go to the strip club. There's another instance of a of an android going deviant. Uh, apparently a sex worker um, killed a client uh, because she didn't want, or she was being slapped around by him. Uh, so yeah. yeah, in the scene that uh, convinced everyone listening to go out and buy this game. Yeah. <laughs> you, how and about you explain yes. it again? Okay. So basically you're trying to reconstruct where she went and we don't have cameras. Cause you know, it's basically a sex club you know yeah. they're not gonna have cameras around because they don't want people don't want to know anyone to know they're there so the only way you can do it is if connor hacks into the feeds of the androids staying around which you can only do if you purchase them yeah you have to like make and, physical contact with them too in order to, yes. to this happen yeah 
Yes, and uh, since Connor is an android, <laughs> he doesn't have money, so he has to ask Hank to do it. Yeah. And Hank's reactions are just the best of. He's like, "This is gonna look really like, good on my what on my work card, my expense report." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's just so funny. Hank, <laughs> explain these nine prostitutes. It's like, oh, you don't understand, Chief. <laughs> we caught the perp. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, you didn't in my playthrough. Oh, okay, yeah. So eventually, you you track down the the, the sex worker and. You, there's a scuffle more quick time events so i imagine because you did you mess up the quick quick time events not as badly here I, okay. i've gotten better at this point so because uh because i'm a ninja uh <laughs> i got all the quick time events just fine so how it worked out for me is that i got the two of them so it's 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 they're called tracy models uh we i got the two tracys at gunpoint and they were on the verge of escaping and you find out that one of them is in love with the other one, right? And then, yeah. then you as Connor can make the decision to either to shoot them or to let them go. And I let them go. I, I let them go as well. Okay, cool. So yeah, we, so eventually led to the same uh, conclusion. Uh, did Hank give you any trouble about that? Uh, no, actually, uh, Hank seemed like you kind of understood, and he was kind of like at least right that Hank seemed almost like oh. Maybe maybe it was the right thing to do. Don't that beat all, you know? <laughs> yeah, so same thing. This is like the first instance that like Hank and I were like bonding over something. Like, oh yeah, good job, good job, Tin Can. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll put a pause on Connor because now we got like well, let's go back to Kara a little bit. So Kara's on yeah. the run. She's essentially, regardless of whether you killed a man or just beat him, you're 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 on the run for kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then you have to. Uh, we already established that we both slept in the car. Yeah, I didn't. Sleep. I didn't rob the, um, the 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 convenience store. Okay, well, here's the thing. Like, I tried and got caught. Ooh, did you just? Did so, you flat out just like? There's. I don't have any choice. I got to rob this dude. Yeah, that I. I know. I did ponder it for. I looked around, tried to get all my options, and I was like, I just, I don't see any other options. Like, and I don't want this girl to sleep out in the cold. Mm-hmm. So I tried to steal. Let's say something, and the guy noticed. Yeah, there's like this little tool you can steal to like break the lock or whatever, right? Yeah, but here's the thing: if that's the first thing you steal, you can get away with it. It's if you steal something else and then trade it, which is where I messed up. Oh, yeah. There's so many. I, even just looking at the flow chart, there's so many options of how this can go. So, from my understanding, because we even went there too, me and my wife, like we went to the laundromat, and because it was warm in there, uh, and also the motel across the street won't let androids in, and Kara was still wearing like her android uniform. So we came up with the idea of like, oh, there's some clothes in here. Maybe we should steal the clothes. But the guy doing the laundry is asleep. And Alice is like, don't do that. Like, that guy, that's that guy's clothes. And so I was like, okay, yeah, we'll just leave it. We'll, fi- we'll, oh, find- okay. we'll figure something I, out. I, I, no, I took the guy's clothes. Oh, how does, how is your relationship with Alice, by the way? Did it seem like it was like standoffish? At first, like definitely, she was definitely distant for the first little while okay so i took it as like i know you're just you don't understand what i do but i am doing this to protect you and try to give you the best situation that I does Kara like explain that to her i've not i say she tries but you know again it's really not until later that their relationship starts getting a lot closer okay whenever i was playing as Kara, like i went into full like parent mode and i was like i need to do 
everything I can to protect this child and I need to put on, I need to be the best example I can for her. So we did not steal the clothes. We did not steal any money. We, I did try to distract the dude because I wanted to steal the little tool without either of them knowing. So there's a, around like where the cups are or where the, where the soda is, you could like ask Alice to knock over the display and the homeboy will come over and like try to clean it up. But then I went over there and I noticed the camera was like pointed right at the place where you can steal the tool. I was like, oh, excuse me. And I was like, ooh, I can't do this. Because like, I, I know for a fact he's going to chase me out of the store and it's going to become a thing. So I didn't do that at all. So eventually we found that old derelict car. We just broke the window and slept there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. Uh, so we got, th- we got the same place. We just got there differently. Yeah, very cool. So you, you, uh, you, not only were you on the run for kidnapping, you're on the you're on the run for attempted robbery, dude. Yeah. Well, again, they actually the <laughs> and guy you stole some clothes. <laughs> yeah, so I stole some clothes. I think it was I I stole like something for Alice to be able to eat, and oh, then cool. I went for the tool, and that's when he noticed. Oh, okay. And he was like basically like, "Hey," he said. He said, "Put that back, or else I'm calling the police. Get out of my store." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Walk out." Oh wait, so if you stole the clothes from the laundromat, did you attempt to go to the motel? Let's see, we let's see, uh, we did, but I had no way of getting money. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you could probably like, right. negotiate, yeah, the, like, oh, I have a little girl with me. We have no place to stay, or you know, okay. No, nah, we tried that. The guy's still kind of like, mm, sorry. Okay, so we we both ended up sleeping in the car like hobos. So whatever. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of where Kara's story continues on. She goes from one place to the next. I think next time we see her, she goes to the, is it that is it that mansion or that big house? Yeah, I think there's like a chase scene. Oh right, that involves you switching from Kara to Connor. That's chasing right. Them. At the police Which station, is- when you're playing as Connor, you can look at the list of suspects who have gone deviant. One of them is Kara. And uh, so I I thought, oh, that's going to we're going to we're going to interact at some point. So, yeah, in between this and there, you're you're oh, because the next morning when you wake up, you like Connor and some other cops are outside the at least for me, they they were outside the convenience store. Yes. Yes. Okay. very cool. So, yeah. So eventually Kara and Alice go on the run. Connor's Connor's chasing them, at least for 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 my thing. For me, Connor chased them through the. Uh, interstate <laughs> so i'm super scared to hear how this worked out for you because you when you told me that you are not very good at quick time events i was like oh no your car must have died no no my Kara and my connor both survived oh okay <laughs> it was so close i i missed like one quick time event and i was like oh please don't die please don't die please i don't missed die. like two and i was so f- scared <laughs> yes i was like oh no but yes, they, they escaped, and I believe, yeah, from there, the next time we really pick up with Kara is at the, was it, at the Zlatko's mansion? Yeah, yeah, and I forget how she finds this guy, or how she hears about him, uh, but like... Another deviant tells her about it. Or like oh, yeah, it's the deviant. guy who's collecting trash when you're on that yeah. rainy day. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we, we, we go to this guy's mansion, uh, super sketch from, did you trust this guy at all? Oh, not for a second. Okay, as so, soon, like as soon, like for a little bit, I was like, okay, I'm like, all right, giant intimidating bodyguard. That's not mm-hmm. a good sign. And they started talking. I'm just like, 
no, I've seen this. If I was an android, I'd be afraid you were going to eat me. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he was eating his androids. I mean, they are all, they're all <laughs> mangled, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this homeboy was doing, like, he, he would trick androids to go into his house, uh, and, like, he would experiment on them, and, like, it was, like, this wonderful, like, body horror segment. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it was, yeah, it reminded me a lot of, like, I see of like of Resident Evil. Yeah, very like hostile vibes as well too. It's yes. like it's, it, it was disturbing, but um, yeah. yeah. But you're so also I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this. Did did you get reset? I did not. I was able to wow. escape. I I saw the wine or something that was there, and I knocked over the wine, and then I knocked over the thing that was turning that turned this machine on, and I short circuited it, so I was able to get out. So you got reset. I I got reset. Oh, so how did how does it how, so walk me through how you got out of this? All right, so when you get reset, you know, let's say you're walking through, and then you have you're walking past like that pen of just mangled, terrifying androids, mm-hmm. and it gives the option to open it. Yes, and I'm like, so even if you're reset, you still have the option to open it, which I did. And I walk around, you know, I'm just doing the household chores that the <gasps> guys making me do. Wow. So he's like he's there with you, like telling you yep. what to do. Yeah. Well, actually, it's uh, Luther is who I was saying like, "Hey, Bible wants you to do this." So oh, do this. okay. And as you do it, you find these little clues that are that remind you of Alice. So you're slowly kind of piecing your memory back together through just like seeing things around the house. Oh, and, interesting. And eventually, you wake back up. Oh wow, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's very quick. It yeah. doesn't take very long. Yeah, the story needs you to be in a certain place, so I guess you can't keep you there for too long. But yeah, so I, obviously I, you find Alice. Yeah, so I escaped right away, and Alice isn't too far away. I think she was in one of those pens, and I opened the one that that the, the, he was keeping all the experimented ones on, and they were talking to me. They were like, they were like, "Please let us out of here, please." Like it's awful, and like they're they're you know saying all these like sorrowful things, right? And Alice isn't too far away. I think like she's just, Oh, she's in a room upstairs. So we have yes. to yeah, sneak around and go find her. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to sneak around and avoid Slacko and Luther as you try to escape. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things here that can happen uh, from the looks of it. Um, I wanted. A, what is Is it a tiger? <laughs> what, what, what does he have caged up in his study? I don't know what that is. Yeah, some I animal. Was, I was not able to let it out. So I didn't have time. I was before I had to run to another room. So it sounds like there's an this inevitable chase sequence between uh, uh, our characters after you find Alice, Luther, the world's biggest man. Um, he must be like an athlete or something, right? It's gotta be like yeah. something. Yeah, because I remember reading like um, news articles or something in some of the books we can find that like, oh, this android. Blah, 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 won his first won the tenth championship or whatever. So, you know, so that sets precedent that there's like android athletes. So, and he had like this trendy like, you know, ath- ath- athletic like haircut. So, I, I, Erica and I just figured like, oh, he must be he must have been like a football player in a past life or whatever. I said that makes sense. Yeah. So in like a very Terminator like scene like you're being chased by this dude you're being chased by the owner of this house and um i was trying to lure homeboys into like the, that place for the cage uh to try to unlock it but i think i messed up a quick time event and like i got hit smacked around like i was i wasn't able to do that anymore so eventually we just ran outside and uh for me 
um, because I unlocked that gate earlier, the 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 zombie androids came out and yeah. just like devoured the dude. Yep, same. Oh, and I'm guessing Luther did you did Luther go with you? Yes. So Luther, um, turns out he was a deviant all along. Uh, he Luther was the friends we made along the way, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, he he he's, he promises to protect us, and he's going to help us get to uh, Canada. Where uh, if you read some of the news articles throughout uh, Detroit Become Human, that you kind of find out through exposition that like Canada is like a safe haven. They don't they don't it's it's illegal to have androids there or something, so they could kind of hide out. As is always, Canada is always a magical place with no crime. Uh, take me with you, Kara, please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so most I guess uh we we can pause there. You want to jump back to Marcus? Yeah, so Marcus's story kind of picks up where he got shot or captured or however the case may be. Looks like he got shot for both of us and Boy, did I love this segment. You wake up in like a scrap heap, dude. Oh, yes. In the, and just having to piece yourself together. In this in this vessel that was once Marcus, you know? Yeah, and like yeah. you said, you gotta you you can you have enough energy to like scan the area to see if you can find a replacement eye, a replacement arm, replacement legs, replacement heart you know, what what the analog is for androids. And and just seeing all these like barely alive androids like torn they're like this to me was like so like opening to terminator yeah dude and it's so like effective too to see just these and also at that point in the game you know where the story is going right where like these these artificial intelligence are gaining autonomy and like you can see some of them still trying even though they're mangled and discarded they're still trying to do their functions and some of them are even like begging to uh, f- for me like I, I i had a couple um androids were like oh you have the eye part that i need and then they and then she grabbed my hand and she's like please no i don't want to i don't want to be deactivated so i was like okay i'll find another it's fine so did, did that happen to you as well that did and i i believe i was the same way i was like okay if you're still talking to me <laughs> i I, I do think to the the guy with the heart talked to you oh yeah that guy too yeah oh. i i think i did take his heart i was scared <laughs> too that like oh no this game is gonna make me take it from him huh oh no there's gonna be no other compatible pieces oh luckily i found another from a deactivated unit so i was able to ah. leave that guy leave that guy be so yeah you you crawl out of the thing and i think you, i think that the PlayStation trophy for that, as soon as you crawl out of that horrific segment, is become human or something like that, or yeah, something like awakening that. or something yeah. like that. So it's, yeah, yeah, so it's so good. And I said Marcus's story, I have to say, is probably my favorite. Oh yeah, he's definitely the, um, I would say the main character of the game, yeah, I, the I main protagonist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one important thing too, while you're kind of crawling around this muck, um, one of the discarded androids tells you about something called jericho jericho yeah. and that is basically the next big section of marcus's story is finding jericho which is supposed to be the safe haven underground safe haven for androids yeah androids who have gone deviant who don't have any other place to go um you know they can kind of stay hidden and you know be free from from the oppression of humans as well because it's it it public opinion at this point is not favorable to 
people are to, for androids who are you know going deviant people are definitely scared of them they're scared of what's happening um for in my opinion they were just scared of like like their property being like hey i paid good money for you <laughs> so, yeah things like that so that's kind of like where the crux of the story is now right and so we're, we're building yeah. a resistance marcus eventually un- becomes the leader of said resistance yeah so he's he becoming like the this new wave of like civil rights as far as like civil rights for um artificial intelligence goes and um I, this is like when the story like was really like oh, okay wow that, i am liking where this story is going yes and the fact that you basically determine since you were the leader you determine like how the people of jericho are going to conduct themselves in fighting for their rights and that's the big big point of like where i feel like most people's stories are going to deviate you can either you can either um get revenge for the things that were done to you and you know act in civil disobedience or you can peacefully protest and uh you know do marches do peace talks do um you know things like that and um so i imagine i think i know the answer for you how, how did you kind of guide your um your people why is that no well i think you know the big determining factor is when you go to the radio tower right yes that big uh that big stealth mission yes uh that's the thing did you kill any of the guards i did not i was i was I as stealthy as I, as I possibly could be I knocked out a guard, uh, the one yeah, who I knocked walked, out a couple of guards. Yeah, yeah, the one who walked in on me and I'm sorry, what's the name of the female? Um, uh, North. Yeah, North. So the, the person who knocked, who walked in on me and North, like at the when we were trying to cut the window open or whatever. Like, so we knocked oh. him out. He didn't kill him, yeah, um, even though North was very insistent that I kill him. Yes, North is definitely the one trying. I guess the idea that you have North on one shoulder is egging you to go in a more violent direction yeah. and is it simon i think that's, it's simon yeah that's yep. asking that's more along with more going along with the we want to do things peacefully because if we go violent they're just gonna have an excuse to kill us yeah it, 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 they're just gonna have more of an excuse to like be you know hate us right so yeah so yeah i, I definitely went like you know the the mlk route and just you know yes. been as peaceful as possible like you know re- the the only way for meaning meaningful change is through you know means means of peace for the most part right so yeah, exactly we did that yeah, uh, I, I definitely see that they've tried to push you more in a do we want to go a more mlk or more on malcolm x route with our as say with how are we're building up our resistance yeah and i think it's cool that the game gives you those options i i didn't go the malcolm x route um so i'm interested to see how the story is handled uh, from that point so i think i'll probably watch a playthrough or um because i know if when, once erica plays this for herself she's definitely not going to go that route but um so i so the, i think the only way for me to see it is just kind of see playthroughs of it so i'm interested to see if um it's handled well because i felt like the peaceful route was handled as well as it could be exactly so obviously you you sneak up the tower you give your speech i think mine was more based off of like equal posi equal rights mm-hmm. like yeah same here that's his home. And then you have to escape. And in the escape, at least for me, I see Simon gets shot. For me, it was the blonde guy. Yeah, which I think that's the guy we're talking about, right? Okay, I thought Simon was like the the, the black character. I can't remember his name was. Uh, no, I think that's, is that Josh? 
Okay, yeah, I think John, you're right. Josh, Simon, and North. Yeah. Yeah. So Simon gets shot. You're right. It is Simon because Simon is the model from the beginning where the, the, with the hostage situation. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, jo- Simon got shot for me too. And I think and that was because I I buffed one of the uh, um, the uh, quick time events. Yeah. So then you were given an option to leave him there or shoot him because they either I say the fear is though if you leave him there they'll be able to like they'll, they'll dismantle him it's probably be a much more painful death mm-hmm. and they'll be able to potentially get some information out of his like data yeah they'll be they able to download his back. memory banks and know where jericho could, is yeah so i i didn't like it but oh, I, did end no. up, I, did, I did shoot simon i was no, like it's for the preservation of I take that. Did, did you let him go? Did you just let just leave him. We gave him a gun and wished him well. <laughs> ah, okay, no, I shot him. Oh <laughs> no! Like, um, and that that was pretty traumatic. So we'll 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 get back to Simon in a bit because um like down the road, um, you so playing as Connor. Fast forward a little bit. You investigate the situation, um, and. There's an option playing as Connor where you can go up to the roof where we left Simon. And I was being the completionist that I am. I'm like, okay, let me look at all this stuff first. And then, and then I'll go to the roof later. Cause like me as the player, we know what's up there. And, um, yeah. Uh, so I never got to the roof, Mike. Well, there's nothing up there, Daniel. You killed him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I was saying they give you the option to go up to the roof to investigate like the place, the body. Sure. You, I never got there. Did you do that on purpose? No, I did not do that. For, I was like you. I was like, well, I'll go investigate the body up uh, there. Because yeah, like, we get distracted. Yeah. Let's go talk to these guys and see which one of let's see if any of these three got androids know anything. Yeah, that's a, and, that, and gameplay wise, that was a cool segment. Like having to like determine which of these is the deviant and which one is you know which one's lying, which one is like you know twitching when you know they're not supposed to be twitching. It's really cool. Kind of remind it kind of gave me like L.A. Noir vibes, but like kind of yeah. done a little bit better. Yeah, and, I, and then I get stabbed. Oh! Did you get stabbed because of the quick time events? Uh, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I barely... Man, I, I managed to call Hank for help. Like, I was on death's yeah. door. So we figure out who that deviant is. He's running, and then Connor has to go chase him, right? So yes. you got stabbed, like, in that room? Yes, in that room. So okay. I, I was, like, barely... Hang on, I had to, like, call hank for help as i like piece myself back together a little bit okay. to keep from dying and then we then we went on with the chase yes so the big decision at the end of this chapter now is you know do you because he's got a gun with uh, the the perp he's got a gun he's aiming it down the hallway you can either at least for me you can choose to shoot him back you can choose to protect hank or you can choose i think to like chase him so for the first time in the game, I chose to protect Hank, and that's I what. Did as well. And that's what. And then I got shot and killed. And that's yes, when, that, that. That was my second and final death. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was my only death, and that was when I said on the show, like one of my characters died. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, little did I know, you know, he he just gets reuploaded. Um, yeah, so very interesting segment. We're about the same part as well. Uh, so this is the next part uh, as far as Connor goes. Um, uh, we go and meet or we get re-uploaded to another body and we go and we want to question a very important person, the former CEO 
of uh, Cyberlife, the one I guess the lead engineer at some point uh, for the the Android project. Yes, I believe that is correct. He's the one that designed them. Yeah, so I don't know what his name is, so I'm just going to call him uh, Jeff Bezos. So, like Jeff Bezos, do you know his name? So I don't have to call him. Jeff I, I don't. I don't remember. So I, Jeff... I know I read it, but I don't remember what it was. So we go to Jeff Bezos. Is like you know beautiful mansion out in the middle of nowhere, and we're in. Oh, and we're introduced to somebody, or reintroduced to somebody, a very familiar face. Yes, that is very true. Yeah, so the the person the 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 housekeeper who opens up is an android, and she's the main char- or she's the person at the at the main menu. How how much that interaction have you had uh, with this character? Uh, not much. I you know the I say the slightly unsettling character in the main menu that sometimes creeps me out with how she talks. <laughs> so if you stop the game and you know go back to the main menu and like reload the game. Like she talks with you. Like she has yeah, conversations she with you every now and then. Uh, did did you do the survey? I did not. Okay. Yes. So the second time I played the game, the main character or the main menu lady, she's like, "Oh, Cyberlife has a Cyberlife would like your input on some things," and it asks you like very personal questions, like like very personal questions, like, "Do you believe in God? Do you believe that?" Um, artificial intelligence could one day evolve do you you ask you stuff about your own personal ideology and like and eventually she like goes like hmm okay well enjoy the game you know so once you're done with that like you continue on and then eventually she starts asking you like personal questions like you know we've been together for a little while now would you consider me a friend and you can answer that however you feel so we'll get yes we'll get to that character much much later so yes so but also when you said we made a character with Let's see that we had run to i actually thought you meant that if you walk around the guy's house you find a picture of him and amanda oh i did not see that picture no okay I... and you find out who amanda is who is amanda? amanda was his was his professor in college whoa interesting cool yeah that wow and that is when it kind of clicked for me it's like when i'm talking to amanda I'm not actually talking to Amanda, am I? Wait, this isn't like a a place? When you... I, at least the way I interpret it, and when you're talking to Amanda, Amanda is just a program that CyberLife, that the guy designed based off of the person he knew. And when you're in the garden, you're just in the programming talking like in code. This is not actual place. This is like in your mind almost. Daniel, you're freaking me out, dude. <laughs> I, a real, I, try, I, I picked that up after a while and I was like, oh, that's what's going on here. Oh, wow. That puts things into much different context for me, dude. I wish you never told me that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know that. Where, you just find like a picture of them? Yeah, yeah, you find a picture of them like at, at graduation that says like Professor Amanda whatever. Oh, wow. And, Interesting. And you find out that she was a very important and impactful to the guy from Cyber Life. So that's when I kind of piece things together like, oh, that's what's going on. Then. You know what? That that the, the, the scene where Connor is talking to her in like this super heavy rain. And I was like, what? and I remember thinking me and Erica were like, why is she out here? Why, why is she? I know she's super rich and wealthy and she has this beautiful trillion dollar garden, but like, why is she out here? <laughs> yeah, and that's why it is. Like, the weather is changing as Connor oh is becoming more and more 
close to becoming deviant. Uh, makes so much sense. That's so brilliant. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that my mind's blown. I, I, I expect my mind to be blown even more by this game. Cool. So, yeah. So we meet we meet Jeff Bezos uh, and, his, and his helper, which we've seen already as the player. And uh, we're... We're basically trying to interrogate him. Be like, "Hey, what do you know about this deviancy?" See, you know, uh, they're trying to do the good cop, bad cop thing. And this is the point. Oh, wait, is this the? Did, did we have this scene at the, with the with Hank at the park yet? Uh, I don't remember if it's before or after this. Okay, is that is that super important? Should we get into that? I don't think it's super important especially since i know how long we've been talking about sure, this game, sure. I'm sure so anyway yeah so um so so we, we talked to jeff bezos and he's like nah, i don't know anything or maybe i do or maybe you can like get it out of me if you do something i just want to see what you do yeah it's just like he's very much not helpful <laughs> yeah so he makes you at least this is what happened for me like he he puts the the, the housekeeper on her knees and she complies because she's just a program or you know she's just programmed to and um and she asks and he, jeff bezos asks connor to like shoot her if you shoot her uh in the head and kill her i will tell you everything you need to know about this deviant stuff if you don't well then get out of here so surprisingly uh, uh, yeah oh go ahead i was like and yeah so we just left so we got out of there uh for yeah for me like i definitely refuse and surprisingly for me it was hank that was like i was like yeah dude we're out of here like we're not we're not playing your dumb little game and then like we have a little bit of a conversation it's like i i saw her life behind her eyes and hank is telling her like yeah man you're you have you you're developing empathy that's a human emotion you know and so it's like well their relationship is evolving and this is the first time i was like warming to hank it's like hey you're actually being a real human being dude <laughs> I say yes. The real become human was Hank Anderson all along. <laughs> yes. And then I think that we could probably skip ahead a little bit to the the big crossroad idea. I think it's even called Crossroads, I think. Yeah, it is. Called. Yes. So um at so you know, Marcus he's doing his thing, you know, they're they they're they're inviting more people, more deviants to Jericho, and uh Kara makes her way to here as yes. well. And, uh, ah, yes, there is one thing I probably need to bring up with Kara is that the for big reveal regarding Alice. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, so there, there's a there's a scene with Kara at the at the uh, what is it, the theme park or whatever. So it's not super important yeah. to the story. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just more a world building to like where you get like more of that Alice, Kara and Luther are becoming a family. Yeah, bonding time and stuff. And it's, it shows yeah. how their relationship has evolved to as a family. So, yeah. And then, yeah, Al- Alice is an android as well. And yes. this is where we, and- we learned this as we learned this in Jericho. And Luther was allu- alluding to it, too. He was like, we need to talk about Alice. And like, I just thought like, oh, it's because she's sick, you know. But um, uh, but it, but it makes sense, too, because when we get to the house with the very nice lady she's like he she offers her sp- she offers alice spaghetti and she doesn't eat it i'm like oh okay because she's a robot i get it <laughs> say yes so we get that uh we get like i said there's a big like police raid on jericho mm-hmm. uh, you, and you also b- bounce back and forth do you bounce between uh kara and uh Marcus and Connor. Marcus and Con- yes, yeah. you bounce around through all three of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. So uh, let's see. Yeah, there's big raid. Uh, and my raid 
Josh died. Uh, I I managed to save everybody, including Connor and including Kara. Uh, so I imagine Kara survived for you as well. Yes, everyone survived. Josh was the only one that died, and that okay. was said. How did you How did you escape with Kara? That's uh, so yeah. We played dead. Yeah, similar, same here. So I wondered if there was other ways to do it. And it was that was yeah super tense moment. So so I was and uh, Crossroads is also where at least for me Connor finally goes full deviant. Same here. Yep. Uh, yep. I did not shoot Marcus. Of course, I, yeah. I, I, I I'd imagine most people most players wouldn't wouldn't have done that. Um, so yeah, yeah. We, we break through our programming and now finally Connor has, has become human like the rest of us. So yes. He, and that is when we get, uh, I think that leads pretty much right into the big finale, right? Yes. So uh, playing as Marcus, you kind of see the remnants of the people who managed to escape Jericho. You talk to all the major characters. Uh, I talked to Connor and I let him know that like we forgave him and we told him that like, you know, you still have a part to play in all this, right? Did you, yeah, same. Yeah, cool. So yeah, Connor has a big role to play too in the, in in the finale. Like he he where he's going to basically uh, sh- I see help awaken an entire factory of androids to bolster their numbers. A whole army of generic yes. looking dudes. So <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, and then and, uh, Mar- for so, for me, sorry. Marcus uh, like. We, we I rallied everybody and let them know that like we're gonna stage a big peaceful protest, and uh, we're gonna march down uh, an avenue in, in Detroit, and we're gonna let them know that like we want we are human, we 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 desire peace, we desire we desire like cohabitation, you know we need to put an end to slavery and things like this. Kind of reiterating the things that we did in our big speech at the radio at the radio tower, and uh, um, so Caro goes off on her own. I guess we can finish Kara's story right here, right? Because at this yeah. point, she's not part of the story anymore. So, yes. Um, continuing on to trying to get to Canada, uh, I went to a bus stop. I found a lady's ticket that she dropped. Very kind lady with her baby and her and, and her husband, and you know, a very cliche moment. But like I admit, but you know, it, it's it just it's it's a test for the player to see where their morals yeah. lie. I gave the ticket back. Um, I did not. Oh, you went immediately? Okay, cool. Yep. And this is where, Alvaro, this is where you can bump into Todd. Oh, again. okay. Here we go. This is where, yes. this is the juicy stuff. All right. Yeah. So he bumped into Todd. I guess he's also trying to get into Canada just because he's like, I, I'm not for whatever his reasons are. And he bumps into you and he, oh, he's very like meek, like very downtrodden. You find out that he's like, I believe you find out that he's been so, since what happened, he's been sober. He got like oh. clean, and then he basically asked, like he said, not that he doesn't really apologize, but he also kind of acknowledges, like, yeah, you did. I get why you did it. He's like, and he said, like, can I just say goodbye to her? Oh wow! And that's a big moment. You have to choose, like, do you you tell him no? But I decided to let him have his like goodbye with her because, and that's pretty much how uh, that's how car story ended for me. Oh, you don't play anymore. That's it. Oh, guess what? Because you got on the bus, so like you're going I to Canada. Got on the bus, so yeah, we're going to Canada. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I that there's a lot more gameplay for Car for me, dude. So, um, so if you so if you give the ticket back, we're like freaking out. Okay, what? How are we gonna get out of here? So we see that nice lady's son, and she waves it, and she waves us down, or he waves us down. And he's like, "Oh, come over here. We're like we're 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 gonna sneak around." So nice lady shows up to the bus stop. She's like, "Oh, I heard what happened at 
something at Jericho or whatever. And it's like, I, 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 I kind of knew you'd be here. Um, so she picks up, she picks up Kara, Alice and Luther, and we all head for the, uh, for the river or the lake or whatever. And we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to get a boat. We're going to a little, uh, a little tugboat to, uh, to, to the Canadian border. So we go through there, we say our goodbyes. And then like a police, an armed police boat like just starts opening fire on all these like little tugboats and you have to make a choice of like do you protect alice do you jump in the water do you just gun it or you know do you do you rev the engine and just gun it so i jumped on alice again i'm, I'm very protective of her but unfortunately luther got shot oh no yeah <laughs> and i love luther so much oh and he was like such a like big teddy bear. He's like he always he's he's always protect. You know, I saved him like in in Jericho too. There's like moments where you're like like oh no, go, I'll I'll be fine. Like, but you know, we, we're family. We don't leave each other behind. So we we you know we saved Luther and he you know, he he survived that raid. So Luther dies here on the boat, and the boat got shot too. So the boat starts sinking. So uh, we're trying to remove all. the the heavy weight off of our boat so we pushed luther into the water oh no and we pushed all the supplies that we had on our boat into the water we we dislodge the engine and push it into the water and kara gets out and starts pushing the boat because we're so close to shore dude and like she starts shutting down because of the extreme cold and then alice like pulls her out once we get to the shore and thankfully Kara is reactivated um uh, and they then they share a little gentle moment and then that's the end of Kara's um story for us so luther died oh dang so mad so that, dang, that's very different interesting yeah so yeah then we get to connor so yeah so now we get to connor he is he, he is full-on deviant and you know yes. you you get to the cyberlife hq you have some you know you try to sneak in pretend that you're everything's a-okay i just got to go talk to to a, doesn't he say have to talk? He has to talk to Amanda or something. I believe that's something he says. Okay, so there is an Amanda. Yeah, or either that or like he gets plugged into something to talk to Amanda. I'm oh, sure maybe yeah, maybe maybe Amanda is a is a is a is an is an AI. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> so many questions. So, so you get down there and you're very determined, violent, and then you get attacked by another Connor. Another Connor. Yes, which <laughs> should be shocking because you've been. Bad your conscience put into several of them, but yeah. So I wonder if people who have not died as Connor, like if that would have been a bigger reveal, right? Yeah, that would have been. Interesting. And then obviously you get the point where Hank shows up, he has a gun, and you do the thing that's happened a lot. <laughs> you have two people the same as like have to convince them, and I convinced them because I knew the name of his dog and I knew about his son. Yeah, same here. So I I, I knew stuff about his personal life, and then other Connor was like, "But I was going to tell you that too," and <laughs> like. Hank just shoots him in the like, head. <laughs> oh, I've heard, I've heard from someone else say that Hank can die there. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that can go really badly from what if you just kind of glance at the flow chart and you see like, oh, this option was like, oh, save Hank or whatever it was. Because you can jump yeah. on Hank or protect him when Con- when other Connors like wants to shoot him or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's how that happens. And so Hank is saved. And I think then we can go over to Marcus because this is where they get like the last big set piece mm-hmm. of the game so right? for the most part for the these two characters we're about the same here so we did our peaceful protest uh the police opened fire on some of us and at least for me and then you know yeah. so we, we we set up a barricade in the middle of town and like mm-hmm. you know the journalists are there 
and the sign that we put up was like we are human or something like that yeah i believe that's similar what uh, such a good slogan I, I like that yeah yes i'm glad that they gave us some good non-hokey slogans to choose from so, so uh, I, i'm curious when uh again you have to do a lot of a lot of stuff and eventually it gets like you're getting gunned down again did north survive or did north die dude i'm a ninja at these like quick time events bro like <laughs> yeah so north survived for me uh north died for oh, me oh because because of the quick time events i probably <laughs> okay so how did the scene turn out for you so obviously i'm there i'm cradling her body and then the cops are you know they're showing us to shoot and then i have all the androids start to sing okay uh so when the cops are convening down on like the last like 12 of us or whatever the case may be um like it gives us the option to like sing a song or kiss north so i just gave north a kiss because i thought like okay well this is the end we just we might as well just you know go out professing our love for one another oh because like north ended up being our lover like inadvertently yeah, same, same for same. Yeah, same thing for me. Okay, yeah. I didn't mean for that to happen. Like, we, our scene on the rooftop or whatever, like, we, we were bonding. Like, we just had, like, robot sex. Like, <laughs> where, like, our yeah. hands touch each other. And, like, the game's like, okay, you guys are lovers now. I'm like, okay, well, I'll deal with this. <laughs> I wasn't even trying yeah. to. But anyway, so, so I, yeah. I, gave her, I gave her a big old smoochy smooch. And, and then that, that, that's what led the cops to lower their weapons. And then yeah, so, public opinion, yeah. like, went straight up <laughs> for me. Yeah, same thing. And with me, like, we chose to, like, sing and then the cops just got stood there like Wait, what are we, what's going on what are we doing and <laughs> our, that, our uh, one weakness uh, yeah but basically that holds them off in confusion until like over the speakers to tell the cops to fall back They're like okay fall back fall back guys we're just we're not dealing with this right now okay and they, interesting and they fell back uh so at least from other things i've seen like that scene could turn very violent because also oh, yes. the thing we didn't mention is that like the cops are also protecting like a like a very Auschwitz type camp where they're, where they're rounding out a bunch of a, a bunch of androids yeah. to like you know protect against the deviancy or whatever. Um, yeah, very much supposed to be like a Japanese internment camp. Yeah, or something, something like that. that. Yeah, very Holocaust uh, imagery as well. So, did anything happen with that for you? Uh, no, I don't. Not that I can remember. The only thing I can remember as the last kind of thing before the game ended was, you know, Connor's there making his speech and Cyberlife, Amanda, does her last ditch effort to try to reprogram Connor to shoot Marcus. All right. So this is the, yeah, the this is what happened for me too. And this was like the, f- the only time in the game where I like, I laughed unintentionally because like scene is that like Connor, he turns to Marcus and then almost like Saturday morning cartoon villain thing, he pulls a gun out in front of everybody. He's on stage, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go into like his mind's eye or whatever. And he's like, no, I, I got to fight against his programming. Uh, I, I was able to find the thing to like, you know, to, to d- disrupt the, 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 the programming. Right. And then same. And then it goes back to Connor on stage and then he just puts the gun back. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a little silly, but yeah, but as it is, that's the game, and that's yeah. very, very good. Yeah, so I, I wish that part with the Connor thing wasn't so botched, but like, yeah, I, yeah. I was very, very happy with the with where my characters were. Um, I mean, I'm sad that like Luther died. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's that's very sad. Luther did not die for me. That was very sad to hear this. Yeah, did did any did you ever? 
see that family again like before you left that they were like oh no i guess we're uh no no our our goodbye was in the bus terminal before we went through the checkpoint okay so you just never see that family ever again i guess that kind of lessens the sting of stealing from them you know i say yeah no you don't see that family again so yeah okay cool well you know maybe maybe i'll do that next time i do want to i do want all of my kara cast to survive but overall dude like solid game like very very good yeah and it's so cool that like there were moments of this game that like were completely different for me as they were for you. Um, but you know, because both of us have like very similar morals and ideologies, like I, I can imagine that's why our endings were so similar. Right. So like, yeah. do, do you ever plan on like revisiting the game? Oh, definitely. I probably will at some point to see like what different options lead to. Yeah. So you, you you're going to go into it like intentionally trying to like not break the game, but like, see what you can do yeah see what different choices lead to Mm -hmm. i almost want to do like a death run and like see how how soon i can end the game by like killing a couple of characters or something interesting yeah i would be interesting too yeah i wonder i'm I'm sure kara especially because she's for the most part she's so disconnected from like the main story i'm sure kara can like die in like that first chapter i it's probably possible. Mm, yeah. So yeah, very interesting game. And you know, it's 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 there aren't a lot of games like this. Or you know, there used to be a lot of like point and click adventure games for Mac and PC back in the day. So this is very much the natural evolution of that. Um, but this is a cool like entry point too for other people. I, I I feel like who want to get into games. Like first of all, very pretty. It's a very beautiful like showpiece type of game. Music's very evocative. Like you said, the sound design's very very good. Um, very likable characters as well and it doesn't ask too much of you the player um so you know if you're trying to get somebody into playing games this is this might be a good like um you know a way in you know i agreed yeah that's it so uh, uh as far as like games of this ilk uh you know of I, I would i would also definitely recommend for you daniel and uh, and also other players out there who um, have it already like you know the life is strange games are very similar of this um you know very heavy um subject matter as well we're dealing with a lot of like you know young adult themes and um you know themes of like suicide and and and, and guilt and and self-harm and things like that. so it's very heavy so they, they and they definitely warn you of those type of things but uh yeah definitely life is strange life is strange too um i'm very excited to start playing life is strange two colors whenever Best Buy gives me my freaking game, you know, the game I paid for last month, you know, <laughs> that'd be nice. Thank you. Thank you, Best Buy. I'm sure that would definitely be a nice thing to have happen. <laughs> so, you know, so uh, hopefully if I get that game soon, I'll, you know, I'll talk about that on the show. But yeah, there's, there, there, there's games like this out there that, you know, evoke this type of interactive narrative. Uh, you know, it, and, and, and I get the argument too, that like, oh, it's just kind of like a, you press X to win and things like that but you know I, I think people are not giving it the credit it deserves so i yes i do agree yeah so that'll that'll do it for uh detroit become human dude you have any uh final thoughts before we move on i think we covered everything pretty thoroughly yeah we we definitely talked longer than the entire game itself didn't we <laughs> potentially yes <laughs> so mike yes sir i see 
What you got there? Well, you know what? I got something here that actually just came out today when we're recording this. So there is a YouTube channel that I follow, and I follow this channel for like a really long time. They used to be part of like the Screw Attack network or whatever, uh, but they kind of because of the, because of its popularity, it kind of became its own thing. But um, are you familiar with uh, Death Battle? Hmm. I think I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. Oh, cool, dude! Well, this is a very very interesting channel it's it is perfect for dorks right because what it what it essentially is is that it pits two characters of like you know similar power sets together um um like for this for the episode that i'm going to recommend here for what you got there it's batman versus iron man and if i and of course right two two rich superheroes and and their immense wealth of power their decades-long history of fighting crime and fighting bad guys and and who you know part of being a nor part part of being a nerd part of being a dork is having these debates with your friends like oh who would win in a fight you know especially in fights that you'd never get like with batman and iron man right and like can superman lift thor's hammer (laughs) exactly yeah so they don't they don't do theoretical things like that they definitely just kind of do one-on-one battles Uh, sometimes they do battle rails depending on the situation but they've been around for like 10 years now um you would think they would have gotten to batman versus iron man a long time ago but yeah this this new episode that came out today uh very thorough which is what i love about these death battles they don't just be like oh well batman well definitely blah 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 like it's it's a it's a whole thing where they, they 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 look at things based on like physics uh they think about things mathematically they think about things like from a scientific point of view like oh like oh batman let's let's say batman is definitely stronger than this other character because you know based on this issue he withstood this explosion which we can see from the radius is like blah 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 so it's equal to 700 like petatons of like tnt or you know so they they actually do the math and they kind of like narrow it down and they and then you have this like really cool like pixel art fight between them and then you could see who the who the actual winner would be and then they explain like oh well this character actually couldn't have anything to defend against this character's attack so you know this is why we gave the edge to this character so it's a very fascinating channel very entertaining they have they have hours worth of like fights to comb through at this point because like i said they've been around for like 10 years or so and you know they and and like i said they go through they they consider everything so so you give give them a chance uh this batman versus iron man episode is about like 20 22 minutes long i think it is so you know if that doesn't hook you you know I don't know what else will, dude. <laughs> All right, I will definitely be checking some of that out. Yeah, very interesting pair-ups in, in some of those too. And and one thing that they wanted to do a long time ago, which is something that I remember arguing about on the schoolyard back when I was a kid, was who would win in a fight, Superman or Goku? <laughs> and you would think that like, oh, it's an easy answer, right? But you know, if 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 you watch a death battle, like they'll they'll break everything down to you, like mathematically, scientifically, dude. It's so cool. I love this channel. It's so cool. I said, definitely sounds intriguing. You've been fiddling with this uh, in your hands for like so long, dude. Like, what what you got there? Well, like I got, I definitely went less nerdy and more artsy. I love me some artsies. I see. It's something. It's something that I feel like feel kind of silly recommending because i know so many people have already watched this since it came to disney plus but i got some hamilton oh hamilton cool dude yeah one of the first big hits uh when disney plus came out last year yes as a i watched again i knew nothing about this 
before a friend of mine invited everybody over to watch it because he's a huge theater nerd. Oh, nice. That's it. That's it. So he was like, oh, guys, let's all get together. Let's say, eat dinner. And we're all watch Hamilton. And so on my big screen, I was like, all right, I know nothing about this, but sure. And dude, I was, I love this. Dude, isn't it so like wholesome and just great and like so infectious to the ear? Yes, like I said, like, it's so good. And the reason I thought it was me and my fiance watched it with me. I, I was just talking to it about it. She said it didn't really sound like she'd be interested in, but the more I talked about it, she was saying, like, I mean, I'll want to watch it. It's like, so, like, last weekend, we just put it on and watched it, and she was she enjoyed it. That's really cool, dude. Yeah, that, that yeah, it's cool that you caught up to something that, like, uh, you know, it, it was, was, like, a big hit last year, too. You know, well, the stage yeah. play's been around for a few years now, but, like, on Disney+, Plus, yeah. it came out uh, right at last year's. And more than just that, I have, if you check my Spotify, like over the past, like however long I've been since I watched it originally, I say it has, there are a lot of songs there there and there. Cause like sometimes at work, I'll just, that no thing to listen to. Don't really feel like listening to like, as any my normal music, I'll just put that on Spotify and just listen to the whole thing. Oh yeah, dude. It's so re-listenable. And that's that soundtrack, like I said, is infectious and like you know it's just a wholesome musical you know exactly yes i as I, I can't wait to watch in the heights when it comes out or if it's already come out i don't remember oh yeah i don't know when that is i don't remember i haven't uh haven't caught up on that in a while that's it but i have also listened to that soundtrack on spotify as well so very enjoyable cool do you watch a lot of musicals i really enough not a huge not not like big into like the broadway musical thing but. oh cool that has kind of piqued my interest in other things. Yeah, there have been some good ones. Uh, I mean, like, like you, I haven't like like you know um, steeped myself into that culture a lot. But like, when I hear like a good one, like oh, like it gets it gets me like wanting to explore them more. But uh, yeah, one of the cool things about Hamilton too is like, uh, you know, what what, what I mean about it, like being like so, so wholesome is that like the the kind of theory behind its inception is that like it was. It's it's a story about America then as told by America now, which I think is yes. really cool. You know, and I love the casting the idea that it it helps make the history feel like as it feel more real for minorities and people of color. To, yeah, absolutely. See it this way, it makes it more real because like I said I listened to this and it said like people of color have said that it's hard to connect with American history because it's all. A bunch of white guys, bunch of bunch of white slave owners, you know, <laughs> determining yeah, the so, fates of everyone. Yeah, like, and I like how like the the, the play makes jabs about that too. Yeah, my favorite my favorite one is near the end with Burr. You know, it's eighteen hundred ladies tell your husbands vote for Burr. Again, <laughs> like that. I always that always makes me chuckle. Yeah, that was a good line. I like that too. Like, and also, I don't, like Aaron Burr has the best songs. I think that's obvious to say in my opinion. There's an argument to be had. Yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Personally, for me, like, wait for it. Favorite song in the entire musical. Yeah, dude, that's so cool. Now now you got me wanting to, like, rewatch that now, too. 
said. Yep. So any final thoughts before we wrap up here, Mike? Uh, well, so let's go back and uh, talk about it all over again. And then no, <laughs> <laughs> no we've def- I've definitely, I've definitely uh, held up your time, uh, you know, far too long, my friend. So uh, now you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for this one. Uh, yeah. First time doing a, a deep dive on a game. Uh, next one that we do is most likely going to be massive, the mass effect trilogy. So who knows? how long that's going to be so you know we'll, we'll, we'll try i'll try my best to like make more condensed notes uh detroit was just such a fascinating experience and i was very fascinated by you know hearing how the path went for you as compared to me so yeah so i think i think mass effects are going to be a little bit more streamlined because there aren't yeah. two other than character deaths which it sounds like you didn't have too many or none at all like i think we're just going to kind of more focus on the story at large now instead of like how things went for you so or, yeah. as opposed to me so yeah we'll, we'll we'll do that at some point you know you take your time don't don't rush the game you know i don't i want you to enjoy the game of course so uh just just do that we'll, we'll get to it when we get a chance uh, and we'll reconvene at another time for another rousing episode of the dorkiest for my co-host daniel i'm your co-host mike and uh this, this episode has been brought to you by Cyberlife, everybody ggs I can't end the show until you say GG's, Daniel. Oh, <laughs> oh man, this deviant over here going against his programming, man. <laughs>